Hey, what's going on, guys? So we have a two-parter here, it looks like. So on the back end of this, we did a fun little thing where we did a fantasy draft where we uh, we made every player available for every team. So we went one through 32. Me, Joel, and then uh, the Zay and Jay show, they're two, two people. And then we had Richard and Jake sit in, and they all represented teams, and I was a commissioner for it. Fun thing we did. Uh, really good listen. We're, I'm going to put this on the back end there. And then here on the front end, me and Joel talk about the Carson Wentz trade that actually went down today. And then we talk about Kamara Usman's victory over Gilbert Burns. And then we talked a little bit about the welterweight division, specifically um, a lot more about Colby and the Jorge angle to the end of that fight. So, yeah, that's going to be our podcast. A little bit longer here. The timestamps will be in the description per usual, but uh, yeah, this would be a really good podcast, specifically the little fantasy draft we did. I think that was a lot of fun, a lot of fun for everybody. Maybe we'll do something like that again with a different sport, maybe a different topic, but uh, yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be it. I hope you guys enjoy this two-part podcast episode. Anyway, don't you find that interesting to learn about Marty Huggins? That's my opponent, Marty Huggins. Eat up, everyone. Enjoy. Welcome to the fucking show. So this is the newest episode of our podcast, me and Joel. Joel, how is it hanging? Doing good, man. Doing good. It's Thursday, almost uh, almost Friday. One, one day closer to Friday, man. Trey's in the kitchen cooking some burgers. Got a nice cold beer next to me. So uh, it's been good, man. It's been good. How yeah, are you? Up? No, uh, can't complain. Doing as uh, there it is. Doing good as you could. Um, sounds are like we, it's uh, you, know what, you know there. what I've been meaning to ask you, and I put it over the airwaves, is uh, are we ready to settle on a name? I think, uh, I think we're ready to settle on a name, no? Yeah, I mean, the one that Jacob suggested, I, I, I like it. I feel good about it. All right, maybe we'll announce it uh, with the next podcast tomorrow. We'll see. Yeah. Everybody stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah, definitely. Um, so let's transition to the breaking news of the day. It feels like this one has been kind of marinating for a little bit. It felt like it was coming. Like, I don't know. This is a weird trade in that. It felt like. Carson Wentz. I was going to talk about Carson Wentz to the Colts, but it felt like this trade was like inevitably going to happen. And it hey, felt Carson like... Wentz got traded to the Colts. <laughs> I don't know if you heard, but uh, let me just lay, let me just lay out the facts, and I'll throw a little bit um, how I feel about it. Yeah, absolutely. So apparently, uh, Carson Wentz, twenty-eight years old. The trade involved a third this year, a for sure third this year, and then a conditional second. It stays as a second right now, but that second could convey to a first if. Carson Wentz on the Colts plays 75% of the snaps or they make the playoffs and he plays 70% of the snaps. I feel pretty good that that might be conveyed to a first round pick. But uh, I think the weird thing about this is that it felt like this was inevitable. Like there were just too many signs with the Frank Reich, uh, Carson Wentz being really successful under Frank Reich. And, uh, and it felt like another weird thing about this is like 
usually like in these big trades, you'll hear about like more and more teams becoming interested, but it felt like every other day there was teams like, I, I think that there was the Niners. I think there was the bears. It might've been the Broncos, but they kept saying every other day teams were like, yeah, we're good. We're, we're not really interested. And that, that was like a weird, I think aspect of this whole thing. Um, I honestly thought, I mean, you could uh, give your take. Uh, I'm just going to say something real quick. I think they got personally more than they expected because I feel really good that that pick is going to convey to a first round pick. And if not, I mean, the second's not the worst thing in the world, but it kept, it kept like, it seems like as the days go on, as the days went on, as the weeks went on, it felt like more and more everybody kind of like said that the Eagles weren't going to get much for Carson Wentz. And this was a guy that really didn't even want to be there. So I think they had a pretty decent return. I, I mean, like I feel pretty, pretty confident saying that that's going to be a first next year. Um, the, the one thing um, is that the injury, if he gets injured, that, that could really play a factor into it. And this is a guy, I think I was reading an article earlier that said that three of his seasons have ended in injuries. Um, yeah. You, what are your overall takes? And then we can go back and forth for a little bit. Yeah, it, it really was interesting because I remember, well, I think it was about two weeks ago, Schefter put out the deal was close. That, you know, it, it, it was coming in the coming days. I believe that was the weekend of the Super Bowl, the weekend after the Super Bowl. And then, like you said, it kind of slowed down a little bit. More and more teams every day seem to be dropping out of the Carson Wentz sweepstakes. And at the end of the day, it really just ended up feeling like, you know, he was going to end up on the Colts, but it was just kind of win. Um, I never really I never really was was too high or too um, – uh, high is probably the word – on uh, him going to the Bears, I just didn't think the Bears were going to make that move. Um, I, I didn't think that the Broncos were going to make a move for him. So it really ended up just being the Colts. And like you said, it felt like it really felt like after the season, um, him, the way he kind of got injured and then obviously the way the season ended with him getting benched for Hurts. Um, it just felt like he really couldn't go back to, to – to, I'm sorry, excuse me, to Philly. And then obviously with the Doug Peterson thing, you thought maybe, hey, um, could they kind of salvage this? But at the end of the day, it really seemed like, yeah, he really didn't want to be there. Um, it's a, it's just, it's an interesting move to me. Um, I don't hate the move. The only thing I would I, I think out of the trade that that you know that's the real stinker for for Philly was the thirty million dollars in dead money. I mean that can't be overlooked. Um, the, the the money that I think believe dead money is just money you eat that you can't use and that obviously you owe and uh, it goes against your salary cap. So it's just a huge number that they got. Um, as far as what he they got in return, if it's going to be a two or a one, you know, Phil, in, Indy's making this trade thinking they're you know they're still a playoff team. They obviously made the playoffs this year with uh, Phillip Rivers. Um, I, I don't know how you feel about Indy, but I feel like if they can get some production out of Wentz, um, I feel like they could be a formidable, pretty good team. I mean, they got, they got, they made the playoffs this year with uh, Phillip Rivers uh, as a quarterback. So if you can get, you know, 75, 80% of what Carson Wentz was at one time, uh, I think it's a good trade for him. Uh, uh, obviously thinking about the, the compensation that they gave up, that's also interesting. But for Colts, I think it's a swing that you should take. And uh, I actually like the move for the Colts. No, I agree. That's a good point. I think you made with the uh, if you can get eighty percent of what this guy was, nobody really knows what the issues were with Carson Wentz. It seems like, I mean, post Super Bowl, the Eagles like what are their what's their story been? It's just been injuries, injuries, injuries. Whether it be the offensive line, skill guys, or even Carson Wentz himself, um, I feel good. I just think he's way too physically talented with just the way he's built, his arm strength, and everything. So you I like feel the good. deal? Yeah, I do. I think. Um, Specifically, I think a good another aspect of this is where the Colts are currently as a team. I, they're a pretty complete team. They have they have mm -hmm. a lot of skill guys. Their defense is really good. They have a really good defensive coordinator. Everybody really likes their head coach. Um, yeah, I would, really would, like the move. Would, would you feel differently if Wentz were to say go to the Broncos or go to 
the Bears? I mean, is it different for you as far as you like the deal because he's going back to Frank Reich and the success they had together? Would you well, say you like yeah. the fit, or would Obviously, you say you're, you're up, you're up, you're up? You feel like the upside on Carson Wentz going somewhere else, or is it just the fit in Indy? I mean, I don't know if this really means a lot to other people, but I, I, when I think of like Indy, I just feel like they're like a high level organization. They've always done for my whole entire life. They've done high high level stuff. I'd be worried if he went to like a team that's not really set up to win right now, like the Broncos. They have a lot of fun guys, but they're not really necessarily set up. To, I mean, the Colts had a playoff berth. They went to the Bears. I, I, I'm not really that confident in Nagy. Um, but yeah, I mean, just so, the so you the like Colts the fit. Right you, you like the fit. I really like the fit. Yeah, I, I do too. I, yeah, I do too. I think, like you said, you know, his best years were with Frank Reich. And honestly, you know, that, that that's that's looking like a huge loss for Philly. Not just uh, not just Carson Wentz now, but how about losing Frank Reich, you know, a couple, three, four years ago after the Super Bowl? You know, that obviously with Doug Peterson gone now. Um, and, you know, the way that ended, I mean, Frank Reich seems like a player's coach in Indy. And you just mentioned, you know, the organization of building. Indy hires good coaches. I mean, they went from Dungy to Jim Caldwell. Um, and then obviously Chuck Pagano had a good couple of years. I mean, they hire good coaches. They know how to hire coaches. And Frank Reich seems like a good one. Um, I know we did uh, – we, we talked about it. You just talked – you just hit on the head as far as the compensation earlier. So it's 75% of him playing the snaps and then making the playoffs, correct? No, what you he, said, I, I, believe, I believe there's two two different stipulations. If he plays 75% of the snaps, it doesn't matter how they do. Wow. So he can do either one. No. Yeah, they can win six games, and if they play 75% of the snaps, they get the one. You know what? I think that is going to be a one pick. I do. I, I, I'm, I'm not too sure. Obviously, we're going to see how the offseason shakes out. Um, you know, obviously, Deshaun Watson getting moved is a big deal for that division. But um, mm. like I said, they made they made the playoffs this year with with Philip Rivers. And I watched a couple of their games and they really didn't seem and it really didn't seem like Philip Rivers, you know, aged aged overnight. I mean, he, he had been kind of declining in San Diego. I'm sorry. Excuse me. In L.A. with the Chargers. But um, I mean, he, he was hit and miss. I mean, he, he didn't, didn't do too bad. I think Philip Rivers. But at the same time, you know, they had they had, you know, they were kind of chained with, with the way he was playing. So I like this move. And like you said, if he can recreate, I mean, I'm looking at when stats this year um, uh, in the past couple of years. I mean, 2017, he was 11 and two. Obviously, the year he got hurt, 30, 33 touchdowns, seven touch, uh, seven interceptions, um, 2018 off his injury, 21 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Just two years ago, 2019, 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions. And obviously the horrible year this year with uh, 16 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. So I'm high on him. Like I said, if anybody's going to get uh, the best out of Carson Wentz, it seems like Frank Reich, right? And that's why you just touched on the fit. No, a thousand percent. Um, another dynamic I kind of want to touch on, and then I wanted to uh, kind of pose something to you, is that, I, like, this is another thing that I'm not really sure a lot of people would value, but I feel like maybe, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the, I guess, the slander going to Carson Wentz, I'm sure might be a little bit deserved, but I feel like, him getting away from Philadelphia and just like obviously it being one of the most cruel, one of the most uh, critical, the biggest media markets in the country and him going kind of closer to where he was. If you get as close to like a North Dakota state and like an Indianapolis where, yeah, it's, I mean, it's obviously in Indiana, but it's like a kind of a, not like a rural town, but it's kind of, I mean, it is Indiana. It's not as close to, I guess the cr criticism mm -hmm. he'd receive in like Philadelphia. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Yeah. If that means, to much to anybody but another thing i want to ask you was what were your takes i mean i don't know what you read what you heard but what were your thoughts on kind of like i guess this breakup between uh carson wentz and the eagles because it seemed like he was getting a pass for playing pretty terrible like three quarters towards the year and then hertz came in and was like the offense looked completely different and uh, i know a lot of the reports were like carson wentz was 
kind of uncoachable. Um, I saw a quote in this article. I, I saved it. It says, this is from a veteran player. He doesn't understand that he lost games for us. He will never admit that, and that's a problem because he can't get it corrected. Uh, so what were your thoughts on, I guess, like the dynamic going from Wentz to Hurts and like just the breakup in general? I mean, it looked like they really had to make a move, right? I mean, he, he was playing pretty awful. I don't remember what it was his last game, but it was a pretty it was bad the Packers. one. I believe it was the Packers, right? Yeah, that, that's the one where you just kind of hit that and then – um, and then obviously, you know, they felt like they had to make a switch. And, you know, a real big t- a real big thing on why they had pressure to make the switch was, I mean, they were still in the division race. I mean, yeah. all throughout the year. I mean, they win one more game um, before, before week 17. I mean, that week 17 game against Washington for the division. And obviously they, they don't settle. So there was obviously pressure to make that switch. You know, if, if the Cowboys or the Redskins are, you know, nine and six uh, or, you know, eight and six or whatever, if they're clearly leaving the division, did they make the switch from Carson Wentz to, to Jalen Hurts? I'm not sure. But they definitely seemed like they needed a kickstart and a jolt. And I think that's why they made the Jalen Hurts move. I just think this Philly thing is just so weird. I mean, what was it, three years, two two years ago? I mean, they were Super Bowl champions riding high. Doug Peterson looked like, you know, one of, one of the best coaches in the league. Um, they looked like they were innovative, obviously, all the all the stuff they would do and, and then, you know, their defense. But to me, I, I think really at the end of the day, what they didn't do is they didn't put enough guys around Carson Wentz. I'm not giving Carson Wentz a pass on the way he played. I mean, 15 interceptions to 16 touchdowns isn't good enough. But they missed on some big-time receivers. Um, obviously, the guy they just picked, uh, Rager, in the first round, he didn't really hit. Um, Ertz, Ertz has declined. Um, obviously, bringing it back to Sean Jackson didn't really work out. Um, and then, obviously, the running back position, they seemed like they just drafted a bunch of guys late and, you know, kind of tried to plug them in there. And then the defense just aged right before their eyes. I mean, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, um, the, the guys in the linebacking core. Secondary um, Yeah, their secondary just seemed like they aged. They just didn't seem really seem like they drafted well. And, and it really – I think really turned bad. And when it got bad, it got bad quickly. Um, you know, obviously I, I didn't expect, I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I didn't expect Doug Peterson to be gone. I mean, after the game against Washington, you know, it was kind of like Doug Peterson, you know, was kind of taking one for the organization saying, you know, it was on him and, and all that, but uh, it was definitely weird. But for this to all shake out, I mean, if you would have told me after that Washington game that Wentz would be traded and Doug Peterson would be fired, I wouldn't have believed you. I thought it had to be one or the other. Right. I mean, wouldn't it seem like it had to be one or the other at the point? I mean, now oh, they're both that, gone. So there's a whole oh, yeah. there's a whole new thing. And, and and that honestly makes what happened in that game, you know, just seem a lot crazier and just seem a lot, a lot more, uh, a, a lot more, a lot more viewed. I think that game's going to be a lot more viewed now that both guys are gone. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it's pretty, pretty mind blowing when you think about it. Like if you told somebody like at the beginning of the year, if, hey, if you're a big Eagles fan and you knew that your head coach and your quarterback's going to be gone. Yeah. Like yeah, this absolutely. is supposed to be the year, but. Yeah, it's pretty. Would you would you say would you say now the teams that maybe maybe just looking at it from like a, I would say maybe like a Bears, uh, um, Bears. Uh, mm-hmm. I know you just brought up the Broncos. I know the Carolinas in, in in a you know maybe quarterback upgrade spot. Would you say other teams missed on him, or do you think this fit really was the only real spot that you would have liked to see Wentz in? Missed on Wentz. Yeah. Do you feel like maybe yeah, somebody on... missed like like Chicago missed an opportunity? Uh... Or something, you know, like with the Stafford thing, it came yeah. out, you know, Carolina made an offer and then Denver never really made an offer. You know, the Niners might have been interested. Do you feel like, do you feel like Wentz, you know, these teams missed on it? Do you feel like you like the fit that he's in and you feel like this maybe was his only spot you you thought maybe he could have real success? In? Yeah, I, I really like the well, fit. Where, where, where do you, where do you like really, really like view, fit, where do you really view, what do you really view Wentz right now? Would you say, you know, he's a guy that needs a fit, like yeah. you said in Frank Rack, or do you think you guys get, he's a guy where he can go somewhere else and win? No, um, I think you just said it. I, I think, this was it seemed like there's too many things that seem right about this 
I'd be pretty skeptical. I mean, even if I was those teams, I'd be pretty skeptical about bringing them in and maybe giving up a second or whatever it may be. And I mean, not even just, I mean, there's just so many uncertainties, like the way he was handled in the locker room in Philly, the injuries, I mean, his actual talent and the decision-making, the way he throw terrible interceptions, hold on the ball for too long. I feel like there's just way too many uncertainties. Wouldn't you agree there? I feel like. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, no, I couldn't agree. And honestly, you know, the question I just posed to you, I, I think, I think, I think teams really did miss on him. I think the fit was, was too good. And, 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 you know, obviously you say too much uncertainty with wins, but there was also too many things that really clicked and really made sense to go to Indy. Right. You know, yeah. obviously with, with them needing a quarterback, with them having a run heavy offense to kind of help them out. And then obviously the Frank, the Frank Reich angle. So I just thought mm-hmm. too much things made sense for him to go to the Colts. And I think that's really why he ended up with the mm-hmm. Colts. Um, would you, let me ask you this. Would you say that if you're the bears and you're the Broncos, is there anybody else? Obviously there's Sean Watson out there, but is there another guy out there that, you know, if you're, if you're them, as far as on the trade market, would you target? Obviously take Deshaun Watson out of everybody's, mm-hmm. you know, going to be in the Deshaun Watson sweepstake. Mm-hmm. Is there a guy, you know, maybe like Matt Ryan, um, Garoppolo could maybe be available. Um, maybe a backup that we're not thinking about, maybe like a, a Marcus Mariota. Or would you say that the Broncos and Bears should just kind of turn to the draft and focus on that? Or is there another veteran you're looking at and say, maybe your team should kind of poke in on that? Yeah. Um, one thing about that is I feel like those two teams specifically, and I feel like we could like group these teams in general. I feel like they're in two different timelines. I feel like the Broncos are like really, 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 I mean, I mean, the people are talking about Von Miller not coming back. That That's just crazy. Um, the Bears, mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel confident they're able to win now. Another team that I feel like nobody really talks about, I feel like the Saints can win now if they had like a really good quarterback, mm-hmm. like a Matt Ryan or yeah. something like that, or maybe yeah. something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bears, I'd like to see the Bears get aggressive. I don't, I'm not really sure what they're expecting to do, honestly. What, where, where's their pick? They have, uh, I believe, 12. So that's like they're, that's like the third – that's like maybe the third quarterback taken, probably the fourth, Maybe, honestly. maybe. And all the signs are starting to point towards uh, Lawrence Wilson going one, two. So maybe they're in the fields. Or, or Trey Lance. Uh, I don't know. Sort of probably, states, that's probably like the – honestly, I'd say maybe probably three are going to the top ten. So they're probably so, so, at the fourth or fifth. So if you're the Bears or Broncos, are you, are you looking towards maybe a guy like, I don't know, Matt Ryan, uh, maybe Sam Donald? Are you looking towards that or are you just looking towards the draft? I know you said two different situations. I know mm-hmm. you're looking – you said maybe the Bears are in a win-now mode, so maybe they're looking at a guy I'd like probably Ryan. say like a, Matt, like a Matt Ryan or something like that. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe for the Broncos, take a – Take a shot on Darnold, maybe take yeah. a flyer on him, whatever yeah. that may cost. I mean, yeah. they still have Drew Locke. I, I don't really. Yeah, the big the big thing with this offseason was sort of the quarterback carousel thing. And, you know, there's, there's 10, 11 teams, but these quarterbacks are flying off the board. I mean, obviously, uh, we just talked about uh, a couple of weeks ago with, with, with the deal with Stafford. Mm-hmm. And then now, you know, obviously, um, Wentz getting off the board. So, you know, they're going hot. So, you know, you're wondering what these teams' real plan is. And, and obviously, if they get towards the draft, and they still don't have a quarterback, you know, maybe, maybe they are targeting the rookie quarterback. So it's going to be interesting, but uh, just, just, a t- just a, one more thing on the Wentz thing. Where do you think it puts them in the division? Cause for me, I mean, I think it's a winnable division. I mean, obviously you got to see how the Watson thing shakes out. Mm-hmm. They weren't very good anyways this year. Um, Tennessee, you know, I think they had a really good year, but you know, they, they, they showed their deficiencies in the playoff game. And then obviously towards the end of the year, I'm, I'm not a fan of that defense. So with Indy, I mean, with, with Carson Wentz, would you put them as the favorites or, where, where do you sort of where do you sort of add them? I'd want to put them at the top, but it, like I said, we've already talked about like there's just so many uncertainties with the core. I feel really good about Indy, honestly, and the Titans. I also do really like the Titans, but their defense can be pretty suspect, and they look pretty god awful when they weren't able to run the ball um, against the Ravens with Derrick Henry. 
So I want to, but I think I'd be obviously hesitant because of who the, uh, the quarterback that is, Carson Wentz. But Houston, that should be pretty. As of right now, February February 18th, do you think Deshaun Watson gets traded? I, man. I don't, I don't know. So. I keep hearing this week that the, the thing that – the team I keep hearing this week is Carolina. I mean, I know – I know that's kind of far-fetched. Like you said, anytime, you know, any any Watson trade is going to shock me. If I had to say, I'd say no. I think he stays put. I think I think if he was going to get traded, he was going to get traded already. Yeah, and again, I think the worst – I said this a couple of weeks ago. I think the worst storm is over for the Texans. They kind of weathered the whole media <laughs> thing. They just kind of sat – they just kind of sat um, – uh, just kind of sat and really didn't say nothing. Um, they keep saying he's their quarterback, and I think they're really going to stand by that. And, uh, you know, as, as we get closer to the season – I think Watson's going to have to make a real decision, you know. Uh, am I going to am I prepared to sit out or, you know, am I going to kind of tough this out? So we'll, we'll see. Do you think he gets traded? Uh, I don't think so. I, like I said, I think – I don't know. Maybe it's just like the – the, not the uh, – I feel like the momentum might have died a little bit. I think if it would have happened – I mean, like you said, the Texans kind of weathered the storm there. They took all the punches. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a shitting on the Texans fest, uh, festival for like a good like two weeks. But you know, I, I don't know where what, the momentum went, but I, I would say no. I think, what I think the, the Texans are just gonna I mean that's not like a crazy thing. Like if you have like this guy seems like a top five quarterback for the next maybe 10 years, like obviously you might want to hang on to that guy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I think they definitely maybe just weathered the storm, took all the punches, everybody kind of clowned on them for a little bit. He's under he's under contract, so yeah. Well, one yeah. thing that'll be interesting as we get closer towards the draft is you know, do the Texans start bringing in some quarterbacks to uh you know, to, to work out, or I don't know mm-hmm. how it's all going to work, you know, Zoom and stuff. You know, if we're hearing that, you know, they're working out Justin Fields or, you know, they're looking at Trey Lance or, or Zach Wilson, you know, that's going to tell you everything that they're looking at, you know. If they're not working mm-hmm. out any of these quarterbacks, obviously, you know, they, they think they have one. So that'll be interesting to see if anything comes out. Obviously, the draft, I believe, is late April, I believe. So we got we got a couple months um, till we go there. But, uh, yeah, I don't think he gets moved. I think, like you just said, you hit it on the head. And, and, and what I just said that, you know, they've kind of weathered the storm and, and you know they they they've, they've kind of they've taken the punches as you just said. I thought you hit it yeah. pretty well, and yeah. I, I honestly don't think he goes anywhere. He's under contract. Um, they obviously have shown no willingness to to uh, to give him up. And you know, obviously, you know, I think I, I think everybody in the NFL is honestly available if you offer enough. I mean, you know, they come with six, seven first round picks. But uh, it would be interesting to really see what the Texans would take if he actually is get traded. You know. Yeah, I mean, like, just peeling it – I mean, just one last thing, just peeling it down to, like, it's, like, most pure, pure form. I mean, you're going to trade, like, a franchise cornerstone guy when after you trade him, you're going to be looking for another franchise mm-hmm. cornerstone guy. Yep. I, I don't know. I, I know it seems like there was a lot, like, Deshaun didn't want to be there. The environment's not really that well with the front office and the players, but I think they're probably just going to bite the bullet and uh, hold on to him. That's my – that's how I kind of feel as if – February eighteenth. Yeah, again, if he was on a one, if he was on a one or two year deal, you know, sort of like how the NBA works, I'd say you know maybe they'd consider it. But he just signed an extension. Um, I think mm-hmm. some of the issues they're talking about can be worked out. You know, obviously one of his big things was he didn't like how he wasn't you know brought in on the hires and all that. And so, mm-hmm. uh, and then obviously you know some of the players have left. You know, they could bring in new players to kind of get him going. Free agency hasn't even started. Maybe they make a big splash in free agency for a guy or two. So. We'll see. And honestly, if you're Watson and you're the Texans, I mean, you, you like you said, I think you believe he signed a what four or five year extension. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think if you're the Texans, you'd rather have this 
happen now. And, you know, like you said, he just signed the extension and, you know, when he's got one or two years left on his deal. So they've got some time to work this out. And I, th I think they honestly, at the end of the day, they do work, excuse me, work it out. And I think he stays a Texan. Let's transition to our first segment that we do weekly. Pour one out. Joel, what's your pour one out? Uh, this week, my pour one out is to uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers and Steeler Nation. Um, it came out this week that it seems like uh, Mr. Big Ben Roethlisberger is coming back. Um, he said that he's going to help them on his $41 million cap hit. God save him. I hope he does as a, as a football fan. I mean, I don't think anybody just thinks uh, he deserves that kind of money. But you know what? For the Steeler fans, man, I know he's, you know, one of your best quarterbacks of all time. He's a legend. But, I mean, his play this year I thought was just atrocious, especially towards the end of the year. So uh, that's really what they feel like going into the season with. Uh, God, God, God help them. And uh, as a Raven fan, I couldn't be more excited. So I'm going to pull one out for the Steelers um, because, uh, you know, if Big Ben wants to come back, you know, they're obviously not going to tell him no. Good, good luck with that. What uh, do you know any Steelers fans? Uh, one or two. And they, they usually do, go hiding. They usually they go, like... they usually go hiding uh, every time after uh, their team gets eliminated. So they don't, they're not a big offseason person. They're, uh, they're more show up on Sunday before yeah. kickoff and, and pull out their jerseys. Yeah, so, I think uh, I don't. I, th I think at this point in time, the way Big Ben plays, he's that kind of player where if you're the opposing team, you welcome, you roll out the red carpet if he wants to come back, if you're in that division, because of the way he played, he was pretty atrocious. No um, question about it. He looked old, man. He, he's not aging well as, as a quarterback. He's had too many injuries. Um, he makes too many just mental mistakes. And for the Steelers, man, you just had Maurice Pouncey retire. If you're a big band, that would have been a better time to retire now. But he wants to come back. He wants to saddle back for another year. As a Ravens fan, as, as a team that that uh, is in their division, man, I couldn't be more excited. I, I think he should sign a lifetime contract, honestly. I'd love to see that. Um, yeah, so my poor one out, I might be jumping the gun here because I know it's going to kind of transition into what we're going to talk about next. I'm going to go with welterweight. Colby Covington. The reason I'm going with Colby Covington, I feel like he kind of got boxed out this weekend. Like we talked about it last week. I thought this was going to be like a big Colby. I thought Colby, it was going to be a big night for Colby come Saturday. And Kamaru Usman kind of called out Jorge Masvidal. Just one little thing. I think reading the tea leaves and just like analyzing it from every single aspect, I think you and me both know why Kamaru Usman called out Jorge <laughs> Masvidal and not a guy like Colby Covington. Because it's, uh, I mean, he, the thing is, is every interview Kamar Usman I see he does is he says it's going to be an easy fight for me, easy, easy day at the office, light work. And it's like, I understand why this guy wouldn't want to get into the octagon, back into the octagon with Colby Covington. But uh, do you want to transition to the next one? Yeah, yeah. So that, that you're, you're kind of hitting on what happened on Saturday night, yeah. UFC 258 back at the, back at the Las Vegas Apex. Um, it was a great night of fights. I, I really mm. enjoyed it. Everybody kind of talked to down as a card, you know, it didn't have the biggest names. Um, and, you know, it obviously had Kelvin Gastelum. He got back on track, beat me and Heinrich by unanimous decision. Uh, the co-main was pretty good. Alexis Grosso, Macy Barber kind of fought it out. Grosso ended up winning that one. But uh, obviously everything led up to the main event, the battle of the former teammates, uh, Gilbert Burns, Kamar Usman. Um, Usman wins by third round, uh, TKO. Um, you hit it on the head, man, about, about the call out after. I'll get into that in a minute. But um, it was an interesting fight. I mean, Again, everybody expected sort of a snooze fest like uh, Usman's last fight against Masvidal. I'll get into that in a minute as well. But uh, man, it started out—it started out hot and it started out heavy. 
Um, Burns came out. He was pressing the action. He landed a great right hand on Usman, sort of stumbled him. Uh, Usman's hand touched the mat, so I don't know. And back in boxing, that might have been a knockdown. But obviously in UFC, um, it, 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 it isn't. Um, what was interesting to me about Burns, man, is he had Usman hurt. I mean, you, me and you were saying it right there. You watched the fight with me, and we were saying he's hurt. He's hurt. But it just didn't like look like Burns really went for the kill, which was interesting. Um, he ended up on the ground in the first round. And uh, me and you were, were kind of sitting there thinking, uh, you know, he doesn't want to wrestle with Burns because obviously, you know, Usman was kind of backing up and just kind of kicking uh, uh, Burns' thigh as he was on his back. But what to me that showed me was if you're Burns, why, do you, why don't you get up and try to finish the fight on the feet? I mean, if you're Burns, you, you seem like you had the power advantage early. You seem like you had the skill advantage early. But, you know, ending up on the ground, wanting him to come down and kind of wrestle with him, that just didn't make any sense to me. I thought he needed to press the action there and really go for the finish because he had Usman hurt in the first round. Second round, I mean, the fight completely flips. Usman lands a left hand on Burns. Burns goes down, you know, and again, that's Usman kind of stealing the momentum back. Um, and I thought it was really a bad tactical error by Burns in the first round, not going for the finish on Usman because he looked hurt. Usman looked off all night, really, until the third round when he just started putting it on um, Burns. And it really looked like um, um, Burns really had nothing to answer. Uh, Usman's jab all night was bugging Burns, uh, especially in the second and third round. Um, so for Burns, I thought it was a bad, really, mental error by him to kind of stay on the ground when I thought he had Burns and hurt in the first round. Um, you said it right then and there. I mean, I thought everything was sort of leading up to Colby Covington, Usman, too especially after, you know, the, the, the fight night in, uh, I believe, last October with, uh, with uh, Colby coming to Tyvon Woodley. And after that, you know, Usman was there on set working for ESPN and the back and forth they had there. It really seemed like everything was sort of um, moving forward there. I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago that I thought the Waterloo division was finally getting going, obviously, with Usman Burns. You know, Usman Burns had been scheduled, you know, I think two or three times even. And uh, Burns had been the number one contender for a long time. So to get this matchup out of there, I thought it was perfect for Colby Covington to kind of slide in there. But um, Kamar Usman calls out Jorge Masvidal, which again, like you, like you said, I mean, you, you don't need to be, you don't need to be, you know, a fan that watches almost every weekend like me and you to realize that that's not a great call out. Um, for Usman, I think the fight is Colby Covington. It really is. Um, he dominated Jorge Masvidal for five rounds. Masvidal didn't have anything really to offer against Usman. He really couldn't show his power. Usman was able to hold him up against the cage. Uh, Masvidal doesn't have the wrestling that Usman has, and he doesn't have the wrestling that Colby Covington has. So I think that was the fight to make. To, for, for me, I, I just don't see why he called out Masvidal. To me, the only reason he could really call Masvidal, maybe it's a bigger fight as far as pay-per-view numbers. But uh, I, I just think Colby Usman, Colby Usman number two, I think that's a great fight. That's the fight it should, that should be made right now. But it really looks like Masvidal, Usman is the fight that's going to be made. And they look like they're going to be the ultimate fighter coaches. Does that interest you at all with, with them being on the ultimate fighter and then fighting? I mean, yeah, obviously, certainly. obviously you've never certainly. been through an ultimate fighter season. I've only watched one or two and that, that was, you know, I think two, three years ago, it hasn't, uh, it hasn't uh, filmed yet. So, you know, if it is Usman and Masvidal, is that something you feel like you could get into with the ultimate fighter? I know, you know, the scenario, but you've never watched, you know, every week. And Usman Masvidal? Yeah, and Usman Masvidal, it's Ultimate Fighter. Uh, like I said, I know I've I've only watched a couple Ultimate Fighters. You know, where I watch it every week. Obviously, you probably wouldn't fall in the UFC back then. But th does the Ultimate Fighter at all interest you? And I know, like I said, I I, th I really do think everything signs are all the signs are pointing towards Usman Masvidal being the coaches. Really, I feel like it's a yeah. I feel like it's a BP fastball for for them to do Colby <laughs> softball Colby Usman to do Colby Oh, you said yeah, Colby Usman, yeah. Yeah, well, the, 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 the plan was the plan was before this uh, Ariel and DC mentioned this on their on their on their show on Monday. The plan leading up to before Saturday night was Colby Masvidal for for or, yeah Colby Usman or Colby Masvidal. The, I, yeah, feel like the, Col I feel like the I feel like the UFC UFC kind of needs to embrace more of Colby. I feel like 
they just kind of put them on a shelf for six months and then we never hear mm-hmm. but like doing the ultimate fighter or what do they call it tough him throwing yeah. him on there i feel like that'd be electric what, what do you somehow involving him yeah, what, what are your thoughts on just the Ultimate in general? Are you excited for it? Do you, do you, I mean, you've obviously probably done some, what, a little uh, bit of research on it. Yeah, what's like the time schedule on that? Is that like something? It's it's supposed that, to be. Because we've been hearing, to... I've been I've been hearing, but like skept, the skeptic, not the, uh, just the amount of ideas like in the last like four or five months. I remember they were talking about, mm-hmm. there's rumors of the Connor Khabib thing. And now we're talking about mm-hmm. Usman or Colby or Jorge. What, what's yeah. the, is this, what, is there yeah, like a well, set time I, when I, the Saints going to start? But I think the problem, well, I think, I think they had it pretty much locked up from, from what I read a couple of times. And then what Ariel said a couple of times that it was going to be Usman, or sorry, excuse me, not Usman. It was going to be Masvid or Colby. And they were going to yeah. start filming, I believe soon in, I believe April, even early April. And Jeez. then the guys would end up filming for six weeks and then end up fighting toward, towards the middle of the summer in June or July. But uh, that obviously seems like it's fell through. And everything I've read this week from the different outlets and everything, it seems like UFC is working towards uh, uh, Usman, uh, Masvid, all for the tough coaches mm-hmm. and obviously all, all that. But um, obviously, like you said, that's not the fight we want to see. But if you're Usman, I mean, if you call him out and the UFC is going to give it to you, I mean, if you're Usman, why not take that? That's obviously, mm-hmm. like you said, the easier fight. Um, it's not the fight that we want to see. And I think like you, like like me, I think you've seen a lot of backlash um, from the Usman, Masvid, all thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. On Twitter and everything, right? With the Uber replies and everything, nobody wants to. Nobody really wants to see that fight. It's obviously mm-hmm. Colby and Usman. I mean, I think Masvidal Usman will be entertaining as far as the Ultimate Fighter stuff, just because of the bad blood and it seems like Usman really uh, doesn't doesn't really like um, Masvidal. But uh, you know, Colby Colby Usman or Colby Masvidal. I mean, that that's the thing to make on the Ultimate Fighter. I mean, can imagine? Can you imagine Colby Covington filming with either one of those guys on the, oh, the yeah, Ultimate yeah. Fighter? How, how great that would be! Yeah. I think I mean, one thing, must, go ahead. I was just like, yeah, I don't know if this really means anything, but I feel like just like Kamar Usman isn't really like that captivating of a guy. Like he's kind of dull. Like that's just kind of who he really is. And if he did do this ultimate fire thing, it seems like he'd be kind of carried. Like, it, he, like he does, I don't know if he's like a natural shit talker, but I feel like maybe like a Masvidal or a Colby would bring that out. So I think they would need to like counter, like be the other guy to kind of bring that out from him. But, uh, yeah, yeah. What, yeah, no, I, I, I know. I, I couldn't. I, well, go ahead. Would you say that this Masvidal thing like made sense, really? Because I don't really know too many people that are asking for a rematch. Because I, I know we can say that obviously the guy had what he had a couple weeks, maybe a week, to mm-hmm. prepare for that fight. But I mean, I know. I mean, he, he I did know, take I, it on a week's notice, but yeah, yeah, it was, certainly it was a domination. It, it was like a domination. I said, no, no, I know, like you, I'm no like UFC expert, but uh, I mean, we, we know Colby can wrestle. Uh, Gilbert Burns can wrestle a little bit, and that kind of makes it seems like Kamaru that, that brings Kamaru. He has to obviously strike a little bit more, or a lot more, I should say. And Jorge, from what I, from what I understand, what Jorge kind of is as a UFC fighter, he doesn't really present a threat as a wrestler. So it just kind of seems like this is going to be what do they say? Styles make fights, and Kamaru's style is just it's going to it's not going to make for a very competitive fight and that's kind of how i see it unless yeah. i don't know how you th- i don't know what you've heard about this uh kamar uzman working with trevor whitman thing is this like a permanent thing or was it just for a burns thing because i think that can make him more of an interesting maybe even bigger of a star if he's getting finishes like the way he kind of finished finished gilbert w- what's your take on that is that yeah, just a I one-time mean, like, thing a situational yeah, thing or is that like a how he's kind of want to maybe how he wants to change his style moving forward yeah. It, it's now. sort of been it's sort of been hot and cold with Usman. It, it's been weird. I mean, he won the title against Tywin Woodley in a style fight like he did against Masvidal, 
in a sense of, you know, taking him down, wrestling him, holding him up against the cage, and really just dominating as far as clinch time. But I think when the Tywin Willie fight at 25 minutes, I think he had something crazy, like 16, 17 minutes of clinch and, and hold time. So that was pretty impressive. And then obviously the Colby fight, I mean, say what you want about Usman. I, I've said, I said I said this on Saturday, you called me out a little bit for uh, being, being maybe of an Usman stand and, and turning into an Usman fan. I'm really not turning into an Usman fan. But I just think that Colby fight, I think you really got to put some respect on both guys. I think that showed that, that Colby can really stand and bang and Usman can really stand and bang in fights because you know both guys going in seem like wrestlers both guys have wrestling backgrounds heavy wrestling backgrounds neither guy uh usually shows you know great stuff on his on on his feet but that man that was a standing bank fight i mean not one single uh um takedown attempt was take as uh was excuse me was attempted in that 245 fight uh, uh last december against colby in usman i mean i know you watched that fight that was one of the best fights you've seen right between colby uh, and usman a top three fight, honestly. Yeah, probably. absolutely. I, I mean, it was I'm a stand and bake fight. Of, mm-hmm. I'm struggling to think mm-hmm. of the one that was better than that. And then that, and then that, that fight obviously led that fight obviously led uh, Kamaru Usman to Trevor Whitman. And then obviously the fight on Fight Island between uh, Maz Vidal and Usman came came through late, you know, the six days notice and whatever. And then that fight was sort of like the Tyron Woodley fight for Usman. There was a lot of clinching, a lot of holding, a lot of wrestling. Um, obviously, the foot stumps got. Uh, Got a lot of notice and for that fight because uh, Usman attempted, uh, I think, about 40 of them, I think they were saying. So that was interesting. Um, but then again, this fight against Burns, man, he stood there and he traded with Burns. You know, he even got caught against against Gilbert Burns, and that was in the first round. And that, you know, who knows what, what, what effect that'll have because, you know, the one thing you can say about Masvidal is he is a great boxer um, in the UFC, and, you know, he does have knockout power. So, you know, if Usman stands and trades with uh, with uh, Masvidal the way he did against Gilbert Burns, um, you know, as a UFC um, lover, I mean that 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 would be that would be to me the only real saving grace in that fight. But if Usman fights the way he did on Fight Island against uh, against Masvidal about a year ago, I think we're in for another sleeper of a 50-45. Um, and then obviously, you know, that might lead to Colby. The interesting thing about Colby now is um, Leon Edwards needed an opponent. Leon Edwards is about three in the third in the world. I texted you a couple weeks ago that you know you've been following UFC with me for about two two and a half years, and you probably have never seen Leon Edwards fight. I've never seen Leon Edwards fight except Jesus. one fight. You know, he just doesn't fight. He's just guy. That just hasn't gotten any fights. Um, and obviously, you know, he's cocking from the sideline now. Um, but you know trying what's to funny? Get a fight. You know what people say, like Ariel says, he said, like, he's won, like, what do you say? He's won, like, eight in a row. It's like, was yeah. it, were these, what was this, like, 2011? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, when did this win streak start? 2015? I mean, yeah, the guy just hasn't fought. I mean, he was supposed to fight Tyrone Woodley. He was supposed to fight Gilbert Burns. And uh, he was supposed to fight uh, the Hype Train and Kamzat. So, um, and that obviously all fell out. So now, now Leon Edwards was fighting, but again, with the UFC, I just thought, I just, I don't know if it was a missed opportunity for Colby because it was short notice, but if you're Colby Covington, I think you really needed to step up on that fight and fight Leon Edwards and beat Leon Edwards and get on the mic and say, you know, and and kind of call out Usman and say, you know, why are you calling out this guy that you beat 50, 45? Why don't you call me out? Because, you know, one judge did have Colby up in the fifth round going into the fifth round in that fight. So that definitely has been the highly, most highly contested fight of Usman's career. And for Colby, that was really his most highly contested fight in the last couple of years. I mean, Colby's been dominating guys every time he gets in. He demolated Robbie Lawler. Obviously, we saw what he did to Tyron Woodley finishing him. So uh, that really seemed to me like the fight to make. But yeah, obviously, you know, I'm just jumping real quick. And another thing is that if he would have won that fight and you've talked about this, that would have like, he would have been a superstar. Mm-hmm. Fighting yeah, in title fights, yeah. fighting in pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. He would have been, because obviously. We're talking like, about Col- Colby beating Colby. Yeah, beating Colby. Him. If he would have, yeah, I would have like, I feel like that would have. Um, put him on the fast track to being like a superstar because you couldn't really put him on the show because he'd have to be 
headlining pay-per-views consistently, pretty consistently defending his belt. Yeah, absolutely. The one, one, the one thing about the one thing about Usman Colby too is, like you said, it just sells. It sells every 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 which way about it. Um, I think Usman Masvidal. I think they had their time, and you know they sold that pay per view, and it was a high number. And I'm not saying that Usman Masvidal won't be a high number because Masvidal is a guy that can sell. And I think that Ultimate Fighter is only going to hype the fight more. But uh, I think Usman Colby uh, on on the Ultimate Fighter man, that that to me would have been a huge numbers if you ask yeah. me. Colby on it, really anything is uh, is must see TV, whether you love him or hate him. Uh, that, that he's must see TV. I think mm-hmm. Usman Masvidal with the return of the Ultimate Fighter will do good numbers, but not the numbers that Usman Colby would do, right? Yeah. No, yeah, certainly. Just to, if I had to summarize how I feel about this fight, I don't really understand the Kamaru Jorge thing. I don't understand why it really makes sense for both those guys. I know Jorge is kind of a draw at this moment. Like, he's really, I guess, uh, he's pretty relevant right now, I guess people would say. Um, but like you like you kind of talked about a little bit is, I feel like this can be a really, really good fight if they fought the way that Kamaru fought Gilbert Burns, but the thing that I'm worried about is the easiest path to victory mm-hmm. is how he fought on Fight Island. So, uh, what are your well, that, 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 final thoughts? That, what do you think about that? That right there, I think you just hit it as I, as I wrap this up. You just hit it on the head. Usman dictates that. It, Usman dictates that fight against Masvidal. Yeah. Does he stand a trade, or does he kind of hold and wrestle, try to wrestle Usman against yeah. Colby? I don't think he can hold Colby and wrestle with Colby. He can try, but I think Colby. Ha- I think he knows how how well the wrestler Colby is. I mean, Colby's shown it time and time again that he can wrestle. So I think mm-hmm. Usman, in, in in the same sense, I think Colby's the same way with Usman. I know I don't think Colby thinks he can take down Usman and hold him, control him for long. So I think that's why that two forty five fight led to a striking match. Both guys respect the other guy's wrestling. And there's that mutual respect. Obviously, there was a lot of trash talk going into it. But there's mutual respect, I think, between both guys, knowing that each guy has a wrestling background. And, and so that, that Usman-Kobe fight is just such high level, especially with the wrestling. Um, obviously, Col- uh, Usman striking has, has improved. Um, I, I don't know how much. And then, obviously, Kobe, I think with his new training camp, you'd expect him to be improved. So I think that 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 Kobe-Usman fight is the most high-level fight. You can make a welterweight. And then, obviously, it's a big fight anyways. You know, it's not like Kobe's this guy that nobody really knows. You know, it's not like Colby's Leon Edwards. I mean, everybody knows Colby. Every, you know, well, like I said, whether you love him or hate him, that's got to be a big fight, man. And I think that is a huge fight. And, and, but again, I think if the, if you're Usman and you're the champion and you call out uh, Masvidal and you want to do the tough with Masvidal, if you're Dana White, I think you had just have to give it to him like that. I, I know that's not what you're going to want to hear and other people aren't going to want to hear, but to me, that just seems like the way it is. And even Dana said it in the post by press conference, you know, if, if that's what the champion wants, uh, that, that's what we're going to give him. A question for you. Um, it seems like it's kind of tough to project right now because it feels like within the welterweight division, the death is starting to settle. What uh, what do you think Colby's next fight is? Ooh, that's interesting. Like I said, I, I just kind of hit on it a couple. Uh, I just kind of hit on it a couple minutes ago that I felt like Colby really needed to step in, yeah, and, and, and kind of get his name out there on that March 13th card. But now I'm not sure, man. I'm really not. Um, I, I, it just depends on, I think, if, how quickly they make Usman Masvidal. If Usman Masvidal is from the Ultimate Fighter, if it is on the Ultimate Fighter, it's going to be pushed down a little bit, obviously, because of the filming of it and everything. Um, if you're Colby, man, I think you just kind of like, got to let the dust settle. You know, maybe Leon Edwards gets a big win um, on the 13th, and then maybe that's the fight. Um, I know Wonderboy Thompson's out there. You know, Nate Diaz is also calling for a 1-7 year. Um, if Nate Diaz wants to step in there and get his ass kicked by uh, uh, the America's Champ, I mean, he can do that too, so... I think Colby, you're, if you're the UFC and you're Colby, you want big fights. You know, you like, like, like he said this week. Uh, I don't know if you listened to his interview. You know, he said he's not that you're doing charity. Uh, oh, Colby Covington's yeah. not that you're yeah. doing charity, and not yeah. just gonna give guys fights. And I couldn't agree more. Colby's a huge star. Colby's built himself up. 
Colby's put his neck out there, man, and earned the right to kind of pick and choose who he fights. I mean, you could say what you want about Colby, but he's a draw. Um, you know, obviously he, uh, you know, he, he has some, uh, some incredibly hot takes, but at, the, but at the end of the day, he's out there putting his neck on the line and he's ready to fight, but uh, he's just not going to step in there with anybody and let anybody just kind of steal his shine like some other guys do. So I think he's going to be careful with it. He's going to pick and choose. And, and if you ask me his next fight, I think he's going to wait for the winner of Usman Masvidal. I think that's really the fight he wants. He said it after the fight against Woodley. Um, I, I don't think he's just going to give one of these other guys in the welterweight division a shot. Um, we'll be interested to see if the UFC kind of tries to push an opponent on him like they did Leon Edwards. But at this point, if you're Colby, I mean, what really entertains – what it really interests you, excuse me, and uh, what can really get you going. And I don't think either any other welterweight besides Masvidal or Usman can get you going. Because like you said, I mean, Usman, Usman Colby sells. Masvidal Colby absolutely sells even more probably than Colby Usman does. So it'll be interesting to see. But I don't see him fighting anytime soon. I think he waits out the winner of this title fight. That's brutal. It sounds like if it's gonna if he's going to fight, if he gets back in the octagon, it sounds like the way you're putting it, like the fall kind of – I mean, that's like – Six, five, six months from now? Sounds pretty brutal. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's at best, too, with no injuries coming out of that Masvidal Usman fight. And that's if that Masvidal Usman fight gets made here pretty soon. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. All right, as we transition into our fans, uh, fan question segment, um, as we're wrapping up here, um, frequent uh, frequent uh, fan question asker, Richard uh, M. Tovar, Richie Valens, um, he asks, if the football gods come down from the sky – and say you can pick either George Kittle, Fred Warner, or Nick Bosa to join your team. Who do you choose? Uh, mm-hmm. Me personally, I think you uh, you hit it on the head. I think you described Fred Warner last week, or maybe even just when we were together. Um, you described him as sideline to sideline, and I think there could be a better way to describe him. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with maybe a little bit of a wild card answer, but I'm gonna say Fred Warner. The way he controls that defense, um, you know, I I, I love I love the whole green sticker thing. You know, the guy that's leading the defense, the guy in the middle, um, the guy call obviously. Uh, calling the plays. Um, I think Fred Warner, man, he's young, he's athletic. He can cover out of the backfield, tight ends, running backs. And then obviously, you know, he's a run stuffer. And then, you know, any, any, any screen pass, any pass down the field, man, he's hustling to get down there. I like Fred Warner out of all of them, but again, you know, it's a tough call because Kittle is a beast. And then obviously Nick Bosa coming off the injury, but before that, man, he's young and he can really get after the quarterback. But to me, I just think that he's uh, Fred Warner can really control your defense and lead your defense for years to come. So I, I would take Fred Warner. But you yeah, can't so go wrong, really. You can't go no, wrong yeah, you're right. those picks. No, a thousand percent. If I had to choose, I might be taking the biggest risk here, I think. Obviously, I'm going to take the guy coming off the injury. I think I'm going to pick mm. Nick Bosa because I feel like uh, I'm obviously, whenever you're putting a team together, it seems like consistently you're going quarterback and then edge rusher. And uh, just going off his rookie season, I mean, obviously, we don't know what kind of guy he's going to be coming off the injury. But, I mean, that first season was as remarkable as we've ever seen. I mean, we saw Chase Young had a pretty good season, but – I mean, Nick Bosa was doing big things in, like, the biggest games. He was absolutely stellar. Um, yeah, I think I'll just leave it at that. Nick Bosa, I'm going to go with for what – what, what was the question? Who, just one of three? Yeah, who, who was two for you? To me, to me, it was Bosa. I think – again, I like Kittle. I think they're all great players, man. Um, I, I think I, I know uh, – I don't want to have to – we're kind of splitting hairs here. I'd probably go Warner, which just seems crazy to me because we're picking two guys – above a Kittle, but I feel like, I mean, as crazy as it sounds, I think you can get maybe like 80% of what Kittle gets if you draft a guy like in the second or third round. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, well, you yeah, could I just, probably, you know, get, really a, get like, a dominant blocking tight end and then get, yeah. Yeah, to get them both good. in one is, is incredible. It's a great question. I, I yeah. think, and 
that just speaks to the Niners kind of like, right there. If they, yeah. if they can kind of figure out their quarterback situation. Okay. I feel like, I feel like also the middle linebacker is a little bit underrated. I feel like not a lot of teams are looking for like, like you said, the green sticker or the guy that can cover um, like the freakish talents that they are like at the middle linebacker. I feel like they're kind of a little bit underrated. That's just kind of how I, I feel like more so a lot of people value like the corners and the edge rushers. Obviously I put edge rushers one, but I feel like, Middle linebackers are close second, honestly. If, like, if you have a stud, Devin White, or a stud, Fred Warner, something like that, along those lines. Good agree um, more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What, I got, uh, uh, I got another one, one from oh, yeah. here. Yeah, one, one more as we, as we quickly close. We'll quickly run through this one from uh, another frequently uh, questionnaire. Uh, Vaca, Jacob, Jacob Vaca. His question is, Nets Lakers tonight. Obviously, they play tonight at 7 o'clock. Um, with everyone healthy, rank the top five players on the court if they were to play one through five. Um, you want to go ahead and start? Yeah, I can go for it. We just want me to just throw out my five. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so yeah, so my number one, I'm gonna go with LeBron James, and then two, I'm gonna go with Kevin Durant, and then three, Anthony Davis, four, Kyrie, five, James Harden. The reason I put this, I put these together. I don't know what it, I think. I, what I value is just like what you're doing in the postseason, because I feel like any Wednesday afternoon, anybody can put up like a. 35, 10, or whatever it may be. But, uh, I mean, LeBron, I don't really think there's much uh, to talk about there. But the reason I put Kevin Durant over Anthony Davis because I feel like he's Kevin Durant's been more of a consistent uh, consistent playoff performer. We've seen him do it in the biggest games. Anthony Davis, I know he's only really played in a lot, like, conference finals, finals. This last year, I think he can kind of elevate himself. If he, I mean, hell, if we get a Lakers-Nets finals I think that he could certainly elevate his position on that ranking or anybody else's ranking but I think Kevin mm-hmm. Durant just the way I think is I mean I, I wouldn't be surprised if like throughout my lifetime if I never saw a more gifted score than Kevin Durant because it's just the guy's unfreaking believable he's borderline unguardable Kyrie like I said I, kind of a knucklehead here uh, I'm a, this is what you value obviously I think a better regular season player definitely would be like a guy like James Harden but I just seen him flame out way too much just guy being like a perennial loser from all I've seen from the guy and just the way he kind of carries himself kind of a turnoff to me um and just the style of basketball he kind of played with the Rockets kind of uh didn't rub me the right way I mean Kyrie Irving uh he also had I guess similar playoff 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 flame out but when he played with LeBron him and LeBron put together some of the greatest duo playoff playing in the biggest games with backs against the wall um, mm-hmm. Just that. I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is when they both put up forty in that game six, backs against the wall against the Warriors. I believe it was game. I think phenomenal. it was game five. I thought game five. Was it five? Let me think. Yeah, I think it was five. game five in Oakland. Remember when they were back? And the last two were the last two were Golden State. No, the, so the game five. I, you're talking about the final right, that they won to beat the Warriors, right? Yeah, yeah. It was that game five, I believe, in Golden State where they both put up forty, and then game six was where they kind of blew them out at, at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that mm-hmm. game, game was six uh, was the Draymond game, yeah, when, when they got blown out. And then obviously oh, yeah, game, right, seven was right. game seven. I thought that game um, was at the uh, quick and loans. You're right. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, but just backs against the wall that game five, I and mean, just some of the greatest dual performance, just the biggest moments. He probably has the biggest shot that I've ever seen in my life in the most high stakes environment, just everything with that game. I mean, you could we could do a whole podcast on that game, just yeah, the, the stakes of it. Uh, so I'll put Kyrie at four. I mean, obviously, this is what, what you're valuing here. If you want to win fucking 50, 60 games, maybe pick James Harden and probably guaranteed to get flamed out in the first or second round. 
But uh, I think I've seen better things from Kyrie when it matters the most. Your list? Yeah, I have the same exact list for you. I just I just swapped Harden and Kyrie. The one thing I'll say about James Harden, um, I well, first of all, I agree with everything you said about LeBron, KD, and AD. I think it's a pretty big drop between you know the top three. I think those guys are in their own class if you're talking about the, the list and the game. Uh, the one thing I had over Harden is Harden just plays a little bit more. Um, he's a little bit more durable. Um, you know, when he is focused, like you said, and when he is going at it, I mean, he is a top scorer, you know, maybe of all time. Um, he, he is pretty durable. It's just like last night. I believe, or two nights ago, I believe, when they hadn't had that comeback against the Suns. I mean, it was a late game in Phoenix. Kyrie had sat out, KD had sat out, and James Harden's still out there, you know, giving it his all. Obviously, yeah. you know, you can get on him for the way he kind of dogged out of, out of Houston. But um, that's it. I said, every time he's out on the court, he is giving it his all, and he does play a lot more, I think, than, than Kyrie does. But, again, you're splitting hairs, though. All five guys are top top players, and like you said, I mean, if they play in the finals, man, that'd be that'd be an incredible game um, mm-hmm. to, to, to see. And, obviously, it'll be exciting tonight. I don't think uh, KD is playing tonight, so that's a little off. I mean, that's a little of a downer, and then obviously with the AD injury. But, uh, again, you know, think about the star props. Tonight you still have LeBron, Kyrie, and uh, obviously James Harden on there. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the list I'd have. All right, so next, our final segment, and I think we're going to get out of here. We have our segment, Dog of the Week. I'll go first. My Dog of the Week here um, is a guy returning to the ring, Adrian, the problem. Adrian about <laughs> billions Broner this Saturday, he will be returning against a fellow by the name of Giovanni Santiago. I have a tweet I wanted to read. Uh, it's a pretty stellar tweet. I really enjoyed it. The tweet goes, where is it? It's right here. The tweet goes, there's two types of boxing fans. Those that are looking forward to Broner's return and those that are lying. I think Adrian Broner <laughs> is uh he's star power. He's a, He's still young. He's 31 years old. I don't think a lot of people talk about still that. 31. Still, still 31. 31. Four-division world champion. Obviously, the last time we saw him, he lost to Manny Pacquiao. Did you see today that the fight was supposed to be at 140, but they moved it up last minute to 147? I did. Yeah, I, I don't really know I what did. to make that. I don't know what, I, you, I don't know what to make of that. I don't imagine, know what you... Imagine, oh, I know you'll finish. Imagine you that Joe... What, what was his name? Santiago. What was his name? Santiago. Giovanni Santiago. Remember, imagine just getting that call at like whatever o'clock today. You're cutting down. You've been cutting down to 140 all day. Busting you probably know age. Yeah, I mean, everybody probably knows Adrian Burner's overweight mm-hmm. and he wants his fight at 147. Imagine getting that call if you're that guy. Hey, yeah. man, the fight's at 147. Yeah, <laughs> how much it screws up with you? But well, no, well, that, 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 that and if you think about it, like if these guys were on equal footing, like in regards to like how they were a fighter. I mean, this guy's I'm, I've never heard of this guy. I don't think anybody's heard of this guy, Santiago. Usually, if you miss weight by that much, obviously we saw it last weekend. You get a pretty decent. Uh, you get the per- some of the purse, a percentage of the purse, and uh, now you're probably gonna get your ass kicked, and you're not getting a percentage of the purse. I don't know what was in that contract. Maybe the guy doesn't get the fight if that's not in the contract. If he doesn't get like be able to headline a Showtime pay per view on Saturday against uh, Adrian Broner, maybe he just doesn't have the the leverage there. Because uh, obviously, it would have been nice to get a percentage of Broner's purse. But uh, it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. But uh, yeah, so, I think show, Showtime, right? Showtime? Yeah. 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 Showtime. Uh, so, like you said, there, there, there's two types of boxing fans um, ones that are excited about Adrian Bono, ones that are like, I, I couldn't be more excited, man. He's, uh, he, he's, all about, he's all about billions, and I really can't wait to watch him, man. It should be exciting. Right. We need guys like that in boxing, man, guys that can put asses in seats. And Adrian Bono has always, always, no matter how many times he loses, no matter how many times he's been arrested. 
no matter how many mug shots you see of him, he's a guy that can put asses in seats. And mm-hmm. I, I, I couldn't be more excited for his comeback, man. And you know, you know damn well he wins a fight. He wins a fight or two. He's going to get a big fight against a guy yeah. like Garcia, Spencer. I don't know, even a Pacquiao rematch. Who knows? Yeah. Um, he, he's just a guy that he's a guy that eyeballs uh, 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 defer to, and uh, and I really, like I said, could be more excited for him to be back. Just one, one last thing before we, uh, it, it, I, I just couldn't get over that. Like, obviously, when you have these guys coming back from arrest or maybe just other issues going on with their life, I was reading, I was reading a bunch of articles, listening to a bunch of podcasts, and obviously Brunner's giving the spiel about, oh, I'm coming back. It's all boxing. No, uh, no distractions. And then you see that the fight last night got moved from 140 to 147. Um, what are you going to do? He, he's returning. Yeah. We'll, we'll mark you. You, uh, you, you know anything about the, about the ESPN fight, Bertrand versus Val- Valdez? Is that, yeah, that's supposed to be good? actually, that's, I mean, a lot of people are saying that could be fight of the year. That's definitely another fight you're going to want to watch a little bit. That's supposed to be a really good fight. That's awesome. You know, another thing that's interesting about that Showtime card is uh, two notable heavyweights are on the under, are right on the floor. Uh, Dominic yeah. Brazil, obviously the guy that uh, obviously he's back to life after Wilder um, knocked him out. And then Otto Wallin was the guy that kind of pushed uh, Tyson Fury a little bit. Yeah, the cut. So that should yeah. be an interesting fight. Yeah, intriguing. Um, and then obviously I know, you know, as we look forward to boxing uh, next week, we'll probably get to do a little Canelo stuff as his fight um, slowly, slowly kicks up uh, is, is obviously next weekend. So that should be interesting. But uh, my dog of the week this week, a little bit of a shout out. A little bit of a, of a, of a kind of a plug. Um, the Zay and Jay show, uh, our cousins, John and uh, Zay, Zay, Zay Jimenez, um, mm-hmm. they've got their own little podcast going on. Uh, it's a pretty good one. Give it a listen. Um, check it out. Um, they, they've kind of doing the same thing as us. They're just two sports lovers. They love talking about sports. They probably argue a little bit more than uh, me and you do, though. But, uh, no, it's fun to watch. And um, shout out to them, man. Uh, they, they, they've got themselves a nice show. So if you like sports like you do our podcast, check out theirs and uh, give them a little bit of a plug. No, very cool. Sounds like a that was a very, very well done plug. Yeah, Absolutely. both guys we know guys we've known all their life. They're really cool guys, very mm-hmm. relatable guys, very very knowledgeable as well. Very Absolutely, just like us. Very passionate. Yeah, two guys that love sports and love talking about it. Yeah, very passionate. Um, yeah, I think that's going to conclude our podcast. Joel, do you have any last minute? Um, sign off. No, no, no. Like I said, as always, uh, thank you for listening. Anybody out there that does listen, that takes the time out of their week to listen, we, we appreciate it. Any little feedback, anything you guys need, uh, we think we can improve on, let us know, man. We're two, we're two open guys. Um, we're, you know, we, we, we can take it. So let us know if there's anything else I think we should add. Maybe a couple topics you think a week. And obviously the fan questions as we put them out. And then, uh, like I said, I think we've settled on a name. So hopefully we can get that out to you guys soon and uh, maybe get some merch, some hats, some shirts. Uh, we can do so that, that that should be interesting look out for him man like i said i know we're normally uh nfl podcast but we're banging through this other stuff like uh like basketball we'll probably start hitting on um our, our a's are starting to get back they're, they're reporting spring training and then obviously all, all the mma and uh boxing stuff we got going on as well so uh if you're out there listening thank you for listening and uh appreciate it and appreciate you man thank, thanks for thanks for another week no for sure well said i think uh just one last thing before we saw i just wanted to say that it seems like Things are kind of starting to get back to normal. It seems like eight, ten months ago, like we just hit like a fucking wall with no sports. But now mm-hmm. you got UFC pay per views consistently. You got boxing picking up. You got baseball going to start again. And then we just got done with the NFL season. Um, think they can't really complain. Things are as good as they yeah, could be. Yeah, absolutely. We, like I said, we we got some stuff to uh, talk about and get us through yeah. this uh, NFL off season. Obviously, leading up to the draft, and then mm. you know baseball starting, and then we're getting the NBA playoffs and everything. So uh, definitely, yeah, I couldn't agree more. It really does seem like 
sports is kind of evened out and uh, everything's kind of back to normal. No, for sure. So that's going to wrap up our podcast. We will talk to you guys, I guess, next week. All right, everybody, welcome to this fantasy draft uh, bonanza, I guess. We have the Zay and Jay show. Uh, Isaiah, we're a little late. Um, yeah, John and Manis as well. And obviously me and Joel, who uh, we do our podcast. What's up, Joel? What's going on? How are we doing, guys? How's everybody doing? Thanks for coming on, guys. Uh, this is, uh, this is awesome. excited. It's gonna be fun. Very excited. Yeah, we also have Richard as well. We have Jake, who's been on our podcast, and like I said, Isaiah's running a little late. Hey, what's what, up, are we, what are we running here? Like a six-man booth, seven-man booth? Looks, it looks like it. Yeah, count Richie Count John's uh, John's barking dog. <laughs> a lot of chefs in the yeah. kitchen. Okay. Um. So yeah. So just uh, just to get an idea of what we're doing, the concept. We're doing a Madden-style kind of fantasy draft. Um. But it's not like your typical fantasy draft that you do every year. Uh, you're, not, you're not picking for points. You're picking cornerstone cornerstone players you'd want to win games, to win playoff games. Every play, every pick is going to be 45 seconds, just to give a general idea. Uh, we have, I believe, five people picking. And so they will be representing – they'll be picking – those people will be picking every five picks. So just to give an idea, I threw it in our group chat. Where is it right here? In our group chat, so for example, Isaiah has the first pick, so we'll also have the sixth pick, the 11th pick, the 21st pick, and so on. And then I don't think it's very important, but the teams, we just – just uh, we threw teams on there, but obviously you're only picking one player, so it doesn't really matter, um, I guess, the team of that. Just uh, the idea is that we're just picking in the order of players that we think would go in like a wild, wild west uh, – if they did they redraft, redraft, the, redraft sort of. If the yeah. NFL did a redraft, just like I don't know where redraft, but like uh, the, uh, yeah, I think that uh, I think that kind of. Remember, college, college players are eligible. Oh, yeah, college players well. That's a good explanation. Yeah. Uh, Trevor explanation. Lawrence can be drafted. A couple, of, any of the quarterbacks you want to go can go. Uh, but just the idea is, is the next two to three years are what we're trying to keep in mind here. So if you want to draft, say like Brady and. Uh, I, I he'll probably Rogers. play more than one year, but if he uh, if he only plays one year, uh, if you think he'll only play one year, then obviously the last two to three years you'll have a, kind of a dice roll at the quarterback position. So you might want to prioritize picking a young guy like uh, I, I don't know, like a Chase Young or uh, like a Jalen Ramsey because you'll have him for sure for the next two to three years. You might you might be taking a little bit of a risk taking Tom Brady, and that's just however you value that. Uh, you guys ready to go? I'm ready. Yes, yeah. sir. Ready. Yeah, so 45 seconds per pick. Um, just before we start, I just want to say uh, I think there will be some controversy. I think some feelings might get hurt. It might get a little messy, a little off the rails, but I think overall, I think it'll be a pretty good time. Let's hope uh, uh, nobody's waiting for me in the parking lot after. Uh, but I don't know if I explained before I press record, so I'm just going to explain now. I will be serving as commissioner. Final rulings will go through me. I'll try to be as fair as possible, but also I'll be very firm because we have a lot to get through. And uh, I'm not going to say name, but we have wasted a lot, a lot of time. So I've been texted the first pick um, with the first pat with the first pick of the 2021 redraft, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Isaiah selecting on behalf of will select quarterback Patrick Mahomes. So the clock will start now. Like I said, 45 seconds. Are we really shocked? Are we shocked? So now we will. You guys want to talk about that for like a couple seconds? No? Anybody say anything? 
Are we sure? We talk, I think we can talk about it for a couple seconds. Are we shocked? Are we shocked? I mean, the one thing you would say is Let's maybe, he's first first maybe, maybe he's a system quarterback. All right, Jake, you have 45 seconds picking on behalf of the Jets. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking you want to text around. me your pick? Or... Yeah, no problem. Hey. Uh, okay. I think there's a robot in here. The big app, Dick. You're very right. laggy. The pick is in. The pick is in. With the second pick in the 2021 NFL redraft, the New York Jets on Jake. Uh, Jake picking for the New York Jets select quarterback Josh Allen. Ooh. There you, there you go. go. Ooh, Richie, Richie Valens hey. are now on the, clock, on the clock picking for the Houston Texans. Well, hold oh, on. Already... Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, Mark. Yeah, I was just, this is going to be ugly. What's I, I, oh. I kind of see what you want to talk about the Josh Allen thing? Uh, well, I, mean, I think, I think maybe, maybe we should pause after five. Go after five. I yeah, wouldn't talking... pick Josh Allen. Every, every, I wouldn't every pick five picks. After every, every five yeah, picks. That sounds good. Yeah, every five picks. Okay, so Josh Allen, Mark already sent me his pick, so he doesn't need the 45 seconds. So. With the third overall pick in the 2021 NFL redraft, on the behalf of the Houston Texans, Richie Valen selects Justin Herbert. Ooh, oh, oh, there you go. There you go, Herbert. <laughs> hey, we, we, we can actually pause after every stick, so all of us get to draft one. That, that may, no, uh, yeah, it's only five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After every five. It's yeah, five. after after Joel does. Six, every five. Yeah, you're right, you're right, right. Okay. Right. The clock starts now for the Atlanta Falcons. John, you're on the clock. Yeah, yeah. Did you send it to me yet or no? No. I'm going to send right now. Okay. Pick is, pick is in. I'm still, He's actually number two on my board. I'm surprised Please. he has in. Uh, select him already. With the fourth overall pick in the 2021 NFL redraft, John Jimenez of the Atlanta Falcons select quarterback Deshaun Watson. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> now, Joel, you're on the clock, the last one. picking on the behalf of the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. I got to, uh, I got to, uh, let me, let me, let me think about it for a minute. <laughs> okay. Hey, man. I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm only going to start the clock when people start taking forever because I think it shouldn't go that long. It's like the first That's four went pretty fast. So starting the clock now, Joel. 35 seconds left. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Taking a fucking swing. Oh, taking no. a big taking fucking a, swing. Take, he's taking a fucking swing. Ooh, All right. With the fifth overall pick in the 2021 NFL redraft, the Cincinnati Bengals select, um, Joel selecting for the Cincinnati Bengals select quarterback Joe Burrow. Whoa. All right, so that's the first five. Does anybody want to go first? Home. Started, right back where he started. Oh, I'd like to hear your input on that. I'd like to hear your uh, let's input. Go. On. Let's, let's go around the wheel, Bobs, whoever you want to shoot it to first, what do they think? Okay. <clears throat> Okay, first things first, let's, let's establish this. Is Isaiah here? <laughs> <laughs> lay that nimble and lay here. I'm just saying. Okay. Uh, hey, he's, yeah. He's finishing <laughs> taking pictures of the car. Of the cars. Yeah, yeah, apparently. Yeah, Joel, I want to hear about the Joe Burrow pick. How much was that influenced? Did anything have to do with them being the Bengals or not at all? Uh, not necessarily. I just like the way he played really early this season when, when he was healthy. I know the injury scares me a little bit. But I'm just looking upside. I know, obviously, the age, too. I think he's, what, he's 24, 25? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, with the 20 ACL already. But but to me, I just loved his season. I, I thought he I thought he really persevered. I thought he really had some nice games. Um, obviously, the stats maybe weren't the best. But 
when you really watched him, he was a fun red zone guy. Every time they kind of flipped to him on the red zone, it seemed like they were driving. Maybe he didn't finish the drive every every time. But uh, I just like the upside with it. I like his leadership. I love what he did at LSU. And if you put the right guys around him, you put enough guys protecting him, I think he can be really good. Um, and then, like I said, I, it was just an upside pick. Honestly, it was between him and then Watson as we were getting down there. But, you know, and when John pulled the trigger on Watson, I, I think I had to go with Joe Burrow. Uh, Jake, you want to talk about Josh Allen? Oh. I think that was a pretty polarizing yeah. pick, too. You had the, oh, I mean, everybody, really? I mean, everybody, everybody kind of knew Mahomes was going one. And after that, it was kind of pick of the letter. But yeah, explain your Josh Allen pick, please. Yeah. I, I thought I thought it was kind of chalk, like it was uh, Mahomes, Allen, Watson, like top three guys. Interesting. Uh, and I, the reason I went, the reason I went Allen over Watson, one, I mean, I don't really like the fact that Watson wants out of Houston. I know it's kind of like a terrible, terrible like franchise. Everyone always says, but like I feel like Allen really embraces Buffalo and like really is like a, is more of a leader than Watson. Well, he's and, got a little uh, bit more. Field, of, he's like got a more game, stable franchise. You can't you can't use that against him. You're going to use that he wants out of Houston against him? I would say yeah, also that one thing that, one mean, thing that is, one thing that is it, kind of weird about the situation, thing. one thing about the weird about the it seems like his teammates are pretty supportive of him demanding a trade too. That's that's weird. That usually doesn't happen. Like it, it, seems like his teammates been, yeah. it seems like his teammates have been very vocal about him. <laughs> like, you know what? Yeah. We know what you deal with. We well, know what I we mean, deal with. It's a pretty shitty situation. So you're docking his character a little bit. Uh, I'm more docking – I guess I'd more doc his like, yeah. I guess his character more of like. I mean, Josh Allen. Josh Allen wasn't given everything in Buffalo. I mean, now he has been. You know, they've made trades to put people around him. But I feel like he's really stuck there. You know, he's really done a lot for Buffalo. I mean, like all the fans. And if we can get some of those Buffalo fans over here in New York, it'd be, you know, it's not a far drive for them around. So. So you did fact you did factor in the the the, the team in the city too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did. Not just, so, the, not just the play on the field, not just like a Madden thing. I felt that like him going to the jets would be big because how close they are. And, you know, character side, form. character side, do you like Allen better than Watson? Uh, character side, I think it's really close. Uh, I think, I mean, but I do think that uh, we haven't seen Allen's full potential and I, I don't think we've seen Watson's either. But I think Josh Allen's only getting better, and I think a early exit for him in this playoff is is really good for him as a young guy. And I think uh, right. you know next year next year the sky's even higher. I mean, if you so, look at the career stats, I mean Watson's been doing it at a high level for three or four years. I mean Allen just had one obviously extraordinary year, but uh, I was uh, I, I definitely was surprised when when Allen went before Watson. I don't know if I would have done that. Well, so did Herbert. So I mean. Yeah, that's interesting, Mark. I, I'd love to hear that. Yeah, that, that, I think that's a good segue. Um, <clears throat> I just I was watching the very few amount of Chargers games I watched this year. Um, I don't know. He just seemed fearless in the pocket, you know, where he wasn't afraid to make a play. And, like, even, like, he wasn't even trying to do too much when he made a play. You know, it seemed like it was always there. And, uh, he like, you know, even throwing off his back foot, man, just, man, seeing the balls, like, it just seemed like it just went right where he wanted and I don't know, man. He's a rookie too, so it's like, God, like you can, he can't find that many places in the NFL. Well, I, I think, I honestly think that he's, yeah, he's gonna, with each year, I don't think he's gonna take a step back. I think he's gonna stay right where he's at, or if not, he's gonna get better. I don't think he's gonna regress. He just seems so fearless, you know. And like watching, like I just watched highlights before this too, and it's like, God, just everything he did, it was like he wasn't afraid to roll out and freaking sling it while he's running, and and it just seemed like wherever he wanted the ball to go. 
it would just be there. And so, I mean, I, I think that's what I want a quarterback. And obviously he's a rookie too. So it's like, I want that to, I want my, I want my guy to be fearless and, you know, I want him to lead the, you know, my team for years to come. So that's definitely, I, I, I think that's a quarterback. Yeah, but Mark, but Mark specifically over him over Watson though. I mean Watson, like I said, I, I, he's been doing it for three, four years now, putting up big stats. I mean he he's took in the Texas the playoffs before. I mean, him over Watson. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I, I had a big dilemma being like, all right, who am I going to sign or who am I going to pick? Because obviously I even had it in my notes. I said, Zay was going to pick Mahomes because I just know that's who he is. And then Jake, I said, okay, he's a, he's a D rider. So. <laughs> yeah. He even said it himself, Hey, he deserves to have his D written. <laughs> I mean, I kind of, well, I think the, one of the main reasons I picked uh, Watson over, uh, I picked Herbert over Watson <laughs> is because uh, I just, I expected Watson to go either first or third. <clears throat> um, what's it called? Well, I guess Watson fell to four to John. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of had her, my heart set on Herbert. Even, even I had my notes written. I said, okay, Jake's going to pick Allen guy. or Watson. Yeah. You got, yeah you, I basically got my well, guy. You had him in for a couple of zoom calls. You had him in for a private workout. You got <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. Like so when, it's like when the bears drafted Trubisky, they had their guy. You know, it's funny. Even, even then, though, in my, in my notes, I did say if he wasn't av- if Herbert wasn't available on the small chance that Jake would take him, I did say I would take Josh Allen because I mean, I don't know. Yeah, mobile QBs, I like them. They're the dull threat, but I just feel like they get hurt too much, man. I feel like they're always dealing with something. So I like I like like Josh Allen. Like he like he just reminds me of like a. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. Just someone who stands so in the pocket. I want to take a picture and go in your. I know room. you're. I know you're a big. I know you're a big Josh Allen guy, Mark. Yeah, I, I do like Josh Allen a lot because you like. I think the first time I heard, I kind of got the Josh Allen experience is when he faced the Niners this year. And oh, they told him. Yeah, I was he fucking Monday night game ripped us a new one. So, yeah, exactly. I was like, who the? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I just felt. I, yeah, that was the first time where it was like I kind of know who this guy is, and it's like, okay, this guy's here to stay. Tough, just gonna, tough first meeting, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, so let's uh, kind of get to show on the road a little bit. I'm a little I'm surprised. Gonna just say this. Oh, all John, right. you, I'm sorry, John. Yeah, what do you have to say? Uh, it's all right. Just real quick, I loved everyone's pick. I especially loved Mark's pick, number three, uh, Justin Herbert. I was kind of surprised. I thought he was me. And I that big swing, Joe Burrow, I love it. I mean, yeah. uh, John, I, I John, was kind of worried about his ACL injury. Oh, definitely. You would have took Herbert? You, I definitely would have took Herbert. He definitely. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought I, he was going to fall to me. I actually had Herbert through, too. But go ahead, Bulls. We could get the show. No, I was going to say, yeah. I was... Before Jackson is, is beyond me, but hey, man. <laughs> oh, hey, Isaiah. Welcome to the draft. Uh, 37 minutes late, bro. I should have found you some draft Sorry. picks. Sorry. Sorry. Zay, if you're 30, <laughs> if you're 30, Zay, if you're 37 minutes late, then I'm going to snap your neck. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm a little surprised. You, keep, Nobody, you guys little... keep Mark waiting in the cold. I'm going to be pissed. I'm just gonna say I'm a little surprised nobody picked Rogers or Wilson. I, I think I had Rogers too. Two or three years. Right, Playing the MVP level. We're getting there. You're getting excited, right. boys. Oh, but this is the top five. You know Rogers, no Wilson. Hey, easy for you to say. No good Rogers. Uh, no Rogers. I have, I have Rogers. Oh, Wilson. Wilson. Oh. Right, we're getting there. Yeah, yeah. We're getting there. We're getting, it's getting there. Ugly. Um. So Isaiah. You're supposed to be meeting you. You're the one getting us off the rails. Isaiah. <laughs> Uh, you you're picking six for the Eagles. Do you uh, do you want me to text me your pick? Six for the Eagles. Okay, I'm on the clock. Do I gotta like what, 45, 45 seconds? Seconds? 
Okay. Text me repeat. 25 seconds. You gave him 10 minutes the last time. All right. It was. I mean, come on. We all knew who was going to be number one. It shouldn't have, it shouldn't have, it shouldn't have Why been. Why did it take 24 minutes then? <laughs> <laughs> Business is booming. Like I said, I, he wasn't here to hear it, but lay that nimble late <laughs> here. I'm telling you. Business is booming. <laughs> Isaiah, that, if you te- did you just, Isaiah, did you just Isaiah, pick you, AB? Isaiah, if you text okay. any of the guys that have been picked, you're definitely getting skipped. No, 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 no. I know, I know. Okay, okay. I'm no, like, I know. The, I the pick is in. The pick is in. Jared, did you like send us a text message or a I message? Yeah, I sent him. Sorry. The pigeon is on the way. The pigeon's on the way. Is Hogwarts? All right, we got it. <laughs> got okay, it. interesting. Right. Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. All right, you guys ready? Sir. Yeah. All right, let's get the show on the road. With the sixth pick in the 2021 NFL redraft on behalf of the Philadelphia Eagles, Isaiah selects quarterback Lamar Jackson. Yes, sir. Oh, there you go. Jake, as the Lions, you were on the, you were on the clock. Do I get time to explain that pick? Uh, I mean, well, as long as listen, we we talk we about it after. Don't we talk about you it say, after? You could say a couple things, Isaiah, because yeah. we're just yeah, waiting for the next pick. Uh, this way after, I mean, you know? Or, uh, just like a, like okay. 10 seconds. Uh, how, we're waiting how for the next MVP pick. How an MVP made it this far, is, that's all I'll say. How an MVP made it this far, it's kind of crazy to me, but uh, I'm, I'll, I'll gladly take him. If I was the Eagles, I'd be celebrating right now. I'd be riding. I just call him Mark Jackson. Aaron Rodgers MVP. Aaron Rodgers MVP. You weren't here for the top five picks. Do you have any thoughts on the top five picks? Um, I'm a little surprised Lawrence didn't go, but there's a lot of good guys, so I can't really blame them. Uh, but I, I think everyone who was supposed to go in the top five win the top five. I mean, it, they're all even, great quarterbacks. There's no wrong. Even there. Joe Burrow. Um, what did you think? That was a little bit of a stretch. No, I didn't think it was a stretch. I thought it was – I mean, like I said, I thought it was – every quarterback that was supposed to go in the top five definitely um, – Jake, 10 seconds. Went. So, I think it was a good pick. It's not – um, Jake, you sound like <laughs> the Slinky from Toy Story. Can I, can I just oh, say it? It sounds like uh, the Penguin. <laughs> I got a fast squeaker. <laughs> All right, here we go. With the seventh pick in the 2021 Thank God NFL. Jake's not announcing the pick. With the seventh pick in the 2021 <laughs> NFL redraft, on the behalf of the Detroit Lions, Jacob Vaca selects quarterback Russell Wilson. What? What wow. the hell? I'm shocked he lasted this long. But Jake, you want to talk nice about a little bit? Mark, you're on the clock with the Carolina Panthers. Over Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, that's crazy. That's, that's crazy. crazy. That's crazy. I approve him. He's a proven guy. Uh, I, it was either him or Lawrence. Um, if if uh, if they went Wilson, it was going to be Lawrence. Um, oh, it was going to be Jackson actually. Um, but Lawrence yeah. was on my list. He was high. Um, but the proven guy over it. He's only thirty-one. It's not like he's forty like other guys playing in the NFL right now, playing in the top level. Um, he has a great arm. Um, he's not going to be as mobile. Uh, mobile as we saw in his younger years as he gets older in age but I think that arm just keeps improving um, as a determined guy uh, Walter Payton man of the year he's gonna be a great person in Detroit and uh, can't wait to have him all right we're gonna go with the eighth overall pick in the 2021 NFL redraft on behalf of the Carolina Panthers Richie Valens selects quarterback Aaron Rodgers Listen, Bo Callahan falling in draft day <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> All right, John, with the Detroit, with the Denver Broncos, you have the ninth pick. 
John, I know you're not going to pick my guys, so I'm good. What 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 what's my team that's picking? I already have my pick, but what's my Denver team Broncos? That's Denver Broncos. The Broncos. Ninth pick, Denver Broncos. Hey, right. you got to play up there in uh, up there in the mile high, huh? All right. Tough place so, to play. Probably the best pick. QB the Broncos are ever going to have. The pick uh, is Elway? in. The pick is John in. Elway? The pick, is in. the pick is in. Who? Who? With the, ninth, <laughs> with the ninth overall pick in the 2021 NFL redraft, on the behalf of the Denver Broncos, John Jimenez selects quarterback Trevor Lawrence. Finally! Finally. Rookie quarterback. Man. Great pick. Hasn't taken a snap. Great pick. Great pick. I, Joel, I, I did not Denver. think he was going to fall to me, so I was expecting to pick someone else, but he fell to me, so I was like, all right, I'll take him. What what team is yeah, that? You're picking on behalf of Jerry Jones's Dallas Cowboys. Woo-hoo! That's a big pick. It's a, a huge pick. That's an enormous pick. That's going to be criticized Jerry would want for you. Pick. Who's walking through that tunnel, AT&T Center? Some fucking no-name in five years. Ooh, hey. Oh, oh. Stop it. Sitting in a booth. Now that, now that it's the Cowboys pick, that just changed my pick. <laughs> One word. I love it. This is, this is big ball. We're taking swings here. We are taking fucking swings. <laughs> Hey, I'm either going to be in the Hall of Fame or fired after one year. We're taking fucking <laughs> With the 10th overall pick in the 2021 NFL redraft, on the behalf of Jerry Jones' Dallas Cowboys, Joel selects quarterback Baker Mayfield. Whoa! <laughs> no fucking way. Yes. No way. That is the second. Jerry Jones, you said Cowboys, you want ass in seats. Baker Mayfield's going to put some ass in seats. Fuck seat. yeah. Uh, so that ends like the second uh, sub round. So if you guys want to, I mean, Joel, why don't you talk about a little bit more about Baker? Because I think that's what everybody's going to talk about. So I was going to go, I actually won't even say I was going to go with, because maybe you guys will pick him. But um, no, nah, listen, I, I like Baker Mayfield. You know, what, what was interesting about Baker Mayfield is I remember when, you know, normally when a number one pick gets asked about what team he wants to go to or when a quarterback, rookie quarterback at the combine gets asked where he wants to go to, he kind of gives some stale answers and doesn't really pick. He said he wanted to go to the Browns. He said he wanted to uh, to kind of break that losing tradition. And uh, he said he was going to get to the playoffs, and that's exactly what he did this year. Um, you know, I know obviously the talent picked up, but uh, I thought he had some good games. Um, obviously, he needs a little bit of a running game. Um, I'll definitely be able to get that to him and uh, get a good offensive line in front of him. I think he can make all the throws on the field. You know, don't ask him to do too much. Uh, he's a heck of a leader, it seems like, and uh, he was able to turn everything around in Cleveland. So I'm trusting him to turn things around in Dallas. I'll just no, say this. Uh, I'll just say this, that uh, still all QBs, our first 10, 10 picks, yep. all QBs, if I'm correct. Yes, 1,000%. Mark, I got to be honest right now. and ask you about Rodgers. I mean, you picked Rodgers over, you know, the, the potential number one pick in Trevor Lawrence, um, over Baker Mayfield, like I said, young quarterback. You're only getting Rodgers for what? I mean, how many more Rodgers seasons do you think Rodgers has? When I think about Rodgers, honestly, I mean, I think a lot of people are too low on him. I think he's really undersold in this league, like, nowadays. I mean, yeah, he's – what is he, 36? I think he's, like, 36, 38. But, I mean, I think he's still got a good years left on him. He just won MVP. I think he's still got – I, I think he's still got an MVP year in him, you know? These for one more. Yeah. I mean, I don't I, – like I said, I think he's being undersold in this league a lot. And I think a lot of people, you know, they see these new quarterbacks and they, you know, they toss away the old generation, like – you know, this is nothing now. We got the new guys, and they're going to fucking come in and tear up the league. But I think Rodgers, you know, you know who reminds me of Aaron Rodgers? Justin Herbert. 
And I like that quarterback. <laughs> I like that quarterback. I love it. I like that quarterback that it. can, you know, I think I like that quarterback that can, you know, you know, it, it just seems like whenever they're on the field, like, you know, you have a shot. Like when you, like when I, when they, when I watch Aaron Rodgers play, I feel like every, every drive, they have a shot to make a touchdown. No field goals, just touchdown. And I mean, like I said, he, he took his t- team to the NFC championship. I still think he's got some good years in him. Uh, yeah, exactly. I still think that he has at least maybe, I think three to four years left in him that you can get a, an, a, a, you know, an NFC championship offense at least. I agree with you, Mark. I feel like he does have like, a, I feel good about three solid years. I mean, just one or just play it at an MVP level. He's probably going to win the MVP. If it makes you feel better, I had him number two. Wow. One thing how... I do factor, go ahead, go ahead. Can we talk about how I think Mark picked as the Lions and he took Aaron Rodgers, so a divisional rival took away <laughs> the best quarterback. Well, Mark, was the great, best Mark was the Panthers. Mark, Mark was the Panthers. Oh, Mark bad. was the Panthers. My no, bad. but uh, I thought he was the Lions. Were you saying that? But yeah, no, I mean it's just it's just a little surprising to me. I could definitely see the point for Rodgers. I just think you know, is it really worth taking the risk? Because you know, what what if this thing craps out? You know, and if best case scenario is three years, but when you think about the next generation, the best case scenario is twenty years. So I know Rodgers, man, and I know a lot of people don't want to take a chance on the young guys, but you just have to sometimes. And, you know, it, it's it's really like um, uh, Rodgers is about to hit 40, and that's not saying anything. This guy just won MVP. I know he can still ball out. I mean, he ages like fine wine. But it, it I would just have to take the chance no matter what for 20 years of greatness rather than just three or four more years because – uh, it, it just it gives me more time to build a team around them. If I'm getting Rodgers, I know it's a, it's a win now situation. If I get a guy like Lawrence or Jackson or or anyone like that, I know I can take my time and really put the pieces around this guy. So that's why I think. Um, but Rodgers was still a great pick. I mean, this MVP candidate for years to come. So very good. Uh, so yeah, we're getting Lamar. is my quarterback, and I just think six is way too high. I mean, that's my guy. I love I love Lamar Jackson, but. <laughs> Just his passing right. I mean, just his passing right now. I, I don't. I don't know, man. To take to take him over Russell Wilson, Trevor Lawrence. Well, I don't, I don't know. When, well, when you're throwing a Dollar Tree Tyreek Hill, it's kind of hard. That's why I said you just got to put the pieces around the guy. And um, like like I said, I I'm mean, not going to stand for. I'm not going to stand for any Hollywood Brown slander right now. So <laughs> if, if that was a <laughs> shot at him that I didn't understand, uh, it's an MVP. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back and listen. So where, 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 where would you where would you have Lamar? Where would you have Lamar? I I, I would have took Lamar. I would have took Lamar. I I think I had him eight. I would have took Lamar eight. It was it was hard between him him or Lawrence, but I'm gonna take the the, the MVP who's got you know 99 speed. That's I'll take that all day. Um, Kev. Uh, so did you have Lam- you did you have Baker over Lamar? No, no, no. Good. No, I had I had I think it was. I had all five guys that we picked in the first. And then at six, I had uh, Trevor Lawrence. Seven, I had Russell Wilson. Then eight, I had Lamar. Um, you, pretty, you called an audible, Baker. Yeah. I could, yeah, like I said, you, you you gave the whole Jerry Jones thing. I had to ask what I was picking for. Jerry Jones and Cowboy and cowboy uh, White and Blue. Man, that would, that'd be sweet. I think we all want to see that now. I thought – Planning a flag? I thought Cowboys, White and Blue, you'd pick Dak Prescott. I was surprised. Well, that should tell you something. All right, you guys ready to go? Uh, just kidding. I, 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 I like Dak Prescott. I, I do like that. You guys ready to go? Yeah. I'm ready. So we've gone through 10 picks, 10 quarterbacks. We're kind of getting a little bit into the range where 
you might take a quarterback that might make you somewhat better, but you could also take like an edge rusher that would be fucking dominant for that three years rather rather than taking a quarterback that might make you a little better. Like a, uh, I mean, John said a Dak Prescott, maybe like a Kirk or something like that. But with the 11th pick, Isaiah, you're on the clock with the New York football giants. Awesome. Clock starts, Just give everyone a spoiler warning right now. now. The streak oh, of, of oh. 10 straight quarterbacks is over. Oh, <gasps> another Ooh, quarterback. I said the streak of 10 quarterbacks is over. <laughs> I like it. I like tough, it. Man. This is so much easier in Madden when I can just pause the clock. Wait, Bob, do you have four? You did pause the, the clock, Isaiah. Bob, do you have four, four quarterbacks? Yeah. Wow. I don't. I, the way I would reason it is just that, like, the best, like, when you look at the pressure rates and all, like, the statistics, like, the best defender, the best edge rushers, they affect, like, one in every, like, nine, ten. Ah. Or is the, yeah. you no, the no, quarterback? Man, yeah. And I don't know. That's right. a, but yeah, I have four guys. I, I I'll be uh, I'll share them with you it's gonna uh, be, if we get there. The pick is in. The pick is in. All right. It's okay. Be a little bit interesting on this pick. I like it. Set the yeah. whole. It might stir some controversy. World. Stir some controversy. All right. Where you go? With the eleventh pick in the twenty twenty one NFL redraft. <laughs> the New York Football Giants select edge rusher Chase Young. Oh damn. Too high. Uh, Jake, you are on the clock with the Niners. Did you just send me it already? I did, yes. Oh, with the Niners? Yeah. Let's you go. Bringing them back home. <laughs> no, no, no. Funk, Funk, with the 12th yeah, pick, on? who do you want to see in the red and gold? Who do you want Jake to pick with the 12th pick? 12th pick. Man. Who are you driving? Who are you driving to the Levi Stadium store to get your Stitch jersey on? <laughs> who are you Come stumbling on, with out of the Come fucking on, team man. store, hammered with their jersey on? Yeah, I will uh, allow you to take on, tomorrow man. off just to get this jersey, Mark. Who are you getting the mustard stain? <laughs> what jersey is that on? <laughs> the banjo uh, man is right. Who are you? Who are you getting matching jerseys with the banjo man? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a tough question, but I think I have my answer. If I had to pick at twelve. I love this guy too much. I've seen him play, you know, for a couple of years now. And I, I don't know if you guys can tell by that remark, but I know I had to pick the man himself, George W. Kittle. Nice. I, I love that guy nice. so much. Like, right. Listen, hold on. Can I, can I just make a couple of remarks? One thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. one thing, one thing I love about George Kittle, when you throw him the ball, and first of all, you can, he set the tight end receiving record with Nick fucking Mullins. So it's like, no matter who's throwing this guy the ball, you get it in his hands and you need like five yards and there's three defenders in front of him. You need five yards to that first touchdown. Oh, you better believe that guy's getting that first down, dude. No, he won't go down for one. He won't go down for two. You need at least three defenders to bring that guy down. Oh, I love how he runs with the football. He runs fearless. He runs hard. And if you need freaking God, if you need five yards with three people in front of him, oh, he's going to try his fucking hardest to get that first. down. I love this. Sounds like it's getting you hot and ready. Mark, I want to run through a fucking wall. Sound like Little Caesars right now, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I love that man. So that was good. There you go. Yeah. All right. That was good. I got me going. Yeah. Right. We, we Jake, with the twelfth pick in the twenty twenty one NFL redraft, on the behalf of the San Francisco 49ers, Jacob selects quarterback Kyler Murray. Ooh. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Mark, hey, you're on the clock with the Chargers. Hey. He should have came to the Bay Area. We're bringing him back. Come on. Hey, watch your fucking mouth. Whoa. Oh, whoa. God. Fuck is wrong with Jake, this guy? Ball. Jake, you want to talk about Kyler for a little bit while we wait for Mark? Yeah, no, I just I just like every way he plays. I think he's yeah. he's only 23. 
Um, he's very mobile. Uh, he's been making the throws. He's been getting better at the throws. Um, we could put someone next to him. Like now, you could you saw the improv. You saw the how much better he got with uh, throwing the ball to someone like DeAndre Hopkins. If we can get someone like that in, um, you know, give him the pieces around him. Mark, you know you're on the clock, right? Okay, I know. What the hell is this? Wow. A lot of editing tonight. Holy shit. Are you sending your fucking pick from space? I think we know Mark's pick after that speech. (laughs) We're just going to give you George Kittle. <laughs> All right. With the 13th pick in the 2021 NFL redraft on the behalf of the Los Angeles Chargers, Marcus Tovar selects George W. Kittle. Let's go. John, you're on the clock with the Vikings. LA. I don't think I need to say anything else besides what I said before. The man's, <laughs> the man's a fucking tank. That is all I'll say. Can you give the speech again? Can you run it back? <laughs> run it back. Hey, he's going to look sweet in that powder for, blue. What am I picking for, Bugs? Hell yeah. Selecting for the Minnesota Vikings. Mark, I have to ask you. It might be a dumb question. Undisputed number one tight end in the league, George Kittle? Absolutely. Absolutely. No questions. No questions asked? No questions. If you, if, you, if, you watch, if you listen to, I think, a couple episodes back on the Jane's A show, I, I made it very clear that George W. Kittle is is is, is – all around, oh my goodness! It's like it's like having a tight end and an, a lineman and this in the same like combined. Like you get a tight end and a lineman, two players for one. Like what more could you want? Like you get a glasses salesman. He's just does so, the W, like, does the like w in his name? Down. Does the W in his name stand for whip ass? <laughs> He's gonna open a can of whip ass. Fuck yeah, John! I like this pick. I feel like a lot of guys forgot about him, but uh, you guys ready? I do. With the 14th pick in the 2021 NFL redraft, on the behalf of the Minnesota Vikings, John Menace selects edge rusher Nicholas Bosa. Oh, back to back numbers. Go. Back yeah. to back it was, numbers. It was a hard choice between him and Chase Young, but there you go. John, you it want to trade great pick and double up on the Bosa's? Yeah, it's a clear, obvious choice to make. It seems so. like by our account, the San Francisco 49ers have two. Top 15 players. It was honestly, I was gonna decide like between it. Bosa and another defensive player on the Niners named uh, Fred and Warner, but hopefully, maybe he drops to me later. Joel, you're on the clock with the Pats. I've taken two pretty big swings. I'm gonna take a third. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I absolutely hate this one. <laughs> oh no. With Let's the 15th. Fucking go. Overall pick, selecting on the behalf of the New England Patriots, Joel Jimenez selects quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. Explain yourself. <laughs> no, Isaiah, you're on, the, you're on the you're on the Isaiah, you're on the clock with the Cardinals. Listen, listen, he got a bad rap last year, man. He got a bad rap. Listen, he's a completely different quarterback than Fitzpatrick, man. It's two different offenses. It's it's. It's Mars and Saturn. I mean, it's different. Pla- it's different planets. I think with the full year, a little bit better weapons. They protect him a little bit better. I like him. I love his quick release. I love some wow. of the balls he threw. I love that he's mobile. He can throw. He stayed healthy all year. You got to give him credit for that. 
I mean, everybody was worried about him staying healthy. I just think there's too much talent in that arm not to yeah, pass up on him. I uh, I couldn't uh, I couldn't let him slip right there. I, I just I just couldn't pass up on him. Bob, okay. you Bob, you're not feeling the Tua? I'm ready. No, uh, I actually have three quarterbacks. Wow. Um, and actually, I think I have four left in my 32, and I didn't even consider them. I thought it looked terrible. Is one of the last names Mullins or Bethard? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Pick is in. Pick is in. I'm shocked this guy's still here, so I'm hoping he falls to me. I don't know if you guys are pandering at this point, but let's go with it. With the with the 16th pick in the 2021 NFL redraft, AB's Arizona Cardinals select linebacker Fred Warner. <laughs> Ooh. Zay, Zay, we talked about this. Mark or Jake? Why did you do that? Uh, Raiders. Why? I don't know. I don't oh, think the name is much explanation. Uh, yeah. This kid's a beast. This kid's a beast in every sense of the word. I mean, um, probably the best coverage linebacker in the game. And uh, those don't come around. I mean, the, the linebacker position is very rare. And to have a guy like him holding down the fort, I mean, he just turned 24. So you're going to get a lot of great years. I mean, um, it, it's just it was an easy pick. I'll just say that. He's the anchor of a defense. And he's someone that you really got to love to have as uh, your main piece on defense. He's, he's the, an the ultimate beast. green sticker wearer. The ultimate green sticker wearer. I have three words. Sideline to sideline. <laughs> yes, sir. All pro Fred Warner. Announce his name correctly next time. I don't, I don't, All I don't know. What Mark, Mark, Mark what are your thoughts? Three Niners in the top 16. Nine, Mark, yeah. <laughs> um, we haven't even got to Garoppolo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for, yeah, for the LB, linebackers for the Niners, I don't know what the hell they're doing. I don't know what they got, the special sauce or the or Michael's secret stuff or whatever. I don't know what they got back there, but – I think they just keep churning out LBs like it's a fucking factory, man. They're, Mark, Mark, recap some of the recap some of the great Niner linebackers in the last couple oh, of years. Oh goodness gracious! Oh, don't Patrick Willis, <laughs> Navarro Bowman. Oh, don't even get you started on Chris Borland, man. What Chris no! could have go. been? God, watching hey, that Mark, guy, ridiculous. I don't think. Uh, I don't think. Foster. I, <laughs> Mark, I don't think they let Bowman and Willis play linebacker nowadays. No. Oh. What's it called? Oh, I think one of my favorite memories is is watching uh, Patrick Willis with the clubbed hand, where he had the they they just say I, I don't know what he said to the doctor, just wrap it up and I'll and I'll I'll head over to the stadium and start playing. Give but, me give me the uh, Ronnie Lott treatment. Oh yeah, give me the fucking chop it off and let's go. I got a game to get. I got a game to catch. Man, the uh, back at the old know, stick days. You know, what I just realized is we, we ran through a subcategory. Do you guys want to recap or just keep it rolling? Just keep it rolling. Just keep it rolling. Okay. Sure. With the 17th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, um, Jake selects for Mark Davis's Las Vegas Raiders edge rusher T.J. Watt. There you go. Oh, fuck. Mm. I like to pick Jake. Hey, I approve of it. I approve of it, Jake. I think. Yeah, I think that one needs some explaining. Mark Dolphins. Got it. Hey, 2020 Defensive Player of the Year T.J. Watt. Is that true he got or wrong? No? No, he got robbed. Oh, well then what the he fuck? got robbed. He got robbed. He got plain out robbed. This isn't grand. This isn't this isn't grand theft auto. Fumbles, forty three tackles. <laughs> no. He got plain out robbed. He led his team to eleven and zero. And one fat playoff exit. Or <laughs> half led him to the draft, and no offensive linemen have been taken. <laughs> anyway, offensive linemen gets taken. Dude, somebody. This one. guy hasn't. This guy hasn't been taking, and I can't believe it. So let's see if he makes it two more picks. I still I have two quarterbacks. 
I got uh, like I, I think we're halfway. Back. I got like three more picks. Yeah, three more picks. So the pick is in. His last name's a who's, little long, but with the who's on the clock? Over, uh, Marcus, with the 18th overall pick in the 2021 NFL redraft, Marcus Tovar selects for the Miami Dolphins, running back Christian McCaffrey. Hey, there we go. John, Washington football Ooh. team. All right. Let me let me oh. Hey Mark's got Herbert and Christian McCaffrey on the on the Dolphins now. <laughs> well, yeah. Sweet backfield. That's a that's a yeah. that was a good one. That was on good deck, selected for the Chicago out. Bears. Joel. Let's go. Let's go. On deck circle. Bring him home. Bring him home. Bring him home. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know who we're picking. Who are we picking? Who are we I'll, picking? I'll, I'll who? ask you, Jake. Who, who, who's on the clock? 19? John for the Washington football team. Oh, okay. We're good to go. 20, sorry. Yeah. We're good to go. The pick is in with the 19th overall pick, selecting on behalf of the Washington football team. John Jimenez selects cornerback Jalen Ramsey. Wow. <laughs> Best cornerback the Washington football team has ever had. Joel or Jake, who do you want Joel to take? Jake, who do you want Joel to take? Who can take? Who do you want Joel to take? A couple people still on my list that I would. Who would you want to see in the fucking Chicago Bears? Um, the same guy that I see every single Sunday, Roquan Smith. Very underrated linebacker, so fast down the field, <laughs> making tackles every play. It was, it was um, between him and Fred Warner, if it makes you feel better. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I had him. Um, I still have. Well, I don't want to say everyone. Hey, don't say. List, I just so. want to know who who you t- yeah, who yeah. you want to see at the Bears. That's all. Um, um, Roquan Smith, um, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I Khalil think I, I. I can't listen to. I can't listen to another minute of this. <laughs> What's going on? Here? <laughs> Rokons. <laughs> I can't. I can't believe this guy hasn't been picked. So I, I'm just gonna do it. I really can't believe he hasn't been picked. Um, I feel like I know one. who it is. This is a good I think one. We were talking a, about him earlier. I think this. I think this is the steal of the draft. This yeah, I think we were talking about him earlier. I think Jack. I think Jake. Actually, I don't know if I like this, but I think you should. With the 20th overall pick in the 2021 NFL redraft, selecting on the behalf of the Chicago Bears, Joel selects quarterback Dak Prescott. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Dude, can you talk about value? No, this is a, he's my um, number seven guy. Coming off an ACL injury, you never know, you know, or a leg yeah, injury, very, you never know. Very you know. scary off the injury. Very risky. Scary. Yeah, very risky. Really, really, maybe it's just a cramp. Really affected Tom Brady. Zach <laughs> well, Prescott doesn't have the yeah. greatest coach uh, of all time. So, uh, <laughs> I think we gotta start. With, I think we gotta start with Mark. Mark, a running back. Isaiah, you're with the Colts. And Tom Brady is also. A standing in the pocket. Hold on, are we, we going to recap these ones? Because I, I had, I had recap. Yeah, we should recap. Yeah, quickly. funk. Yeah, I need some time. Um, so go ahead, take your time. I'm, I know you. I know you need time. <laughs> yeah, I got another car to do. So. Oh, oh shit! Run it through the car wash real quick. Um, CMC. I mean, when I just think he's like a he's just one of the best all around players. I think he reminds me of Roger Craig where he can catch passes out of the backfield or he can, you know, with his speed, he can, you know, hit the holes. I mean, I, I don't know. I like, I don't know about it. What about CMC? But I just like CMC. 
I don't know. I just think he's. I think I just like him a lot. He's a really good player. Um, I, I think he's been on a, a Panthers team that hasn't done really much, and I think he, you know, you I can think, say that again. Yeah, yeah. I think he. Uh, I don't know. I just, I just really like CMC. I don't know what else to say. He's, he's a good. He's a really good running back. Jake, your thoughts on Dak? Uh, actually, I had him um, higher on my. I had him um, as my last quarter, uh, my second to last quarterback on the board. Um, it's just a little scary coming out of the injury. Um, mm-hmm. I think, Agreed. like you've said, a lot of people we've seen a lot of people with the same injury uh, come back fine. Um, I just think you know, as a mobile quarterback, oh, as man. a mobile guy, it's going to be a little bit. Whoa, hey, comeback player of the year. <laughs> Uh, it's been a little scary. Um, I think the Dallas Cowboys are um, idiotic, in my opinion, for not re-signing and jumping on that board. Um, but, you know, Jerry kind of does whatever Jerry wants. So. But I, I, I would love Dak in uh, Chicago um, two years ago. Uh, coming back this year, kind of skeptical off the injury, but. Got 12 picks left. Isaiah, you want to shoot me your Colts pick? Getting down to the nitty-gritty. Yeah, it's coming in right now. It's coming in. Yeah, I was thinking of taking Dak, but I don't know if I could have took Ramsey over or Dak over Ramsey. I I wasn't sure, so I I went with the defense. It was hard. I really wanted Dak, but I wasn't sure. I'm gonna be honest. I I missed this guy. He wasn't on my, but I'm kicking myself. Um, With the 21st pick in the 2021 NFL redraft, on the behalf of the Indianapolis Colts, Isaiah selects linebacker Devin White. Absolute oh, badass. Yeah, there you go. Damn it. Fine, yeah. it was a good. It was good. Yeah, it was a good Jake, pick. Texans. Great pick. Great pick. I completely yeah. missed him. What is he like? Twenty-two or something um, like that, right? He's very forgettable. Yeah. He's very forgettable. It's very forgettable. When you think of defense, sometimes you forget the linebackers. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I mean that great Bucks defense, man. They had you know Sue, David, that whole secondary, but um. Devin White was just a whole beast. I watched him, man. It, whether it was the run game or the pass game, he is so fast and he flies everywhere. He's like a, just a missile. And and I think the linebacker position, like I said, is just so rare to get a guy like him who just turned 23. And he can do wonders for your defense. So it, it was a, it was an easy pick. Well, with all the great tight ends, too, he can cover out of the backfield. Running backs exactly. and tight ends. The ass kicker. Exactly. Is he a rookie or is it his first year? Uh, yeah. Third year. I think he's second, third, year. second year. Second year. Third year? Second year. Second year. That was a rookie, so no? He's still young. Or 2021 will be a rookie. Very, very young. No, he's not. Devin White, no. Devin White, no. No, no, no. He was, he was taken in a Super Bowl 54 draft. Yeah. What worse was that rookie? Yeah, you're right, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Jake. So 30 Texans. Yeah, oh, it's me? Oh, my bad. Yeah, Jake, my Texans. Bad. Whoa, whoa. I was unaware of that. Unaware of Wait, that. The, te- the Texans have a first round pick? I'm a little curious. I, I, I just, I didn't want to do. Uh, Oh, I see. I didn't want to do a duplicate, so I just gave him the original picks. Well, we already did a duplicate with the Dolphins. No, I said Even the Houston we, wait. Texans. Wait, I said the, the Texans Houston. would have the third pick. Yeah, I fucked up. Who, Colts and Seattle? Who's in between? <laughs> who lost? Who lost? Who lost? Goodell, the what the fuck? Goodell, Goodell, you're giving away who picks. Uh, Washington. Who are we it goes the Washington Colts football did. team, Bears, Colts. You screwed up with the 18th because it says Dolphins twice. Oh, well, we'll just roll with it. All right, the Texans have the 22nd pick. The Titans, that's who it is. The Titans. The T's, the T's fucked me up. All right. AFC South. All right, Jake, we're good to go. Ready? With the 22nd pick in the 2021 NFL redraft on behalf of the Tennessee Titans, 
Jake selects defensive tackle Aaron Donald. Wow. Wow. Mark, Holy Seattle. Crap. Got it. Do we have to make Mark pick for Seattle? Brian. Sabotage him. Yeah, I think I want to. I have the. Take Fitzmagic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm really curious. Maybe you guys can chime. Do you guys think we'll see another quarterback? Maybe don't reveal too much, but I'm a little yes. skeptical. We're gonna see another quarterback. There's only one other yeah. quarterback. I'm very surprised. I'm pretty surprised. There's only one other quarterback. I think we got to do some uh, honorable mentions towards the end. You know, we could say some guys that. Uh, yeah. Didn't yeah, quite make it. Start problem. Yeah, I wanted to get, if you want to get Trubisky's name in there, just say it now. <laughs> Did we just say that Marcus will pick like King pretty of much Chicago. the only offensive skill positions in McCaffrey and Kittle? None of us have, have picked any receivers yeah. or tight ends. No, no, anything. Well, yeah, yeah. No, no receivers. Hey, no tight ends. It's early. It's early. I know it's early, but wow, I'm Mark, it's crazy. All right, let's do this. With the twenty-third right. pick in the twenty twenty-one NFL redraft, Richard Tovar selects for the Seattle Seahawks running back Derrick Henry. Damn. 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 That was a good pick. That was a good pick. Fuck me. John with the Steelers. Steelers. John, take Big Ben. Mark Rose, I'll use that running back. If I want to sabotage him. Take, Ju- take Gigi. Juju. Juju. Gigi. Mark, you want to explain your Henry pick? Yeah. Um. I mean, I think a lot of people – Forgetting that uh, Derrick Henry ran for 2,000 yards this season. I mean, who's the last player to do that? CJ2K? I mean, I don't know, man. Just like, him running down the field. He, he runs downfield, and it's fucking – he reminds me of George Kittle, like, no matter what. Like, he'll <laughs> I was always gonna say, get how you. good as George Kittle. <laughs> he always gets you that few extra yards, you know. Like, uh, whether, you think he's, whether he's stopped in his tracks, he'll always find his way to get, you know, a couple more yards. But, man, yeah, 2,000 yards in one season, that's crazy. I, I just think – I, I think he's – I heard he was good in the playoffs too. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just think he—I think he's undervalued. I feel like not a lot of people are talking. I feel like not a lot of people are talking about it because he, you know, he didn't do very good in the, in the playoffs. And you know, I just think that's because you know the Ravens, you know, their game plan around to you know kind of stop him was you know too good. So I mean, I just feel like a lot of people undervalue him. I haven't heard. A, I literally have not heard anybody talk about Derrick Henry. At least I haven't. Like since you know the playoffs concluded, I mean, two thousand yards in one season—that's impressive, man. That's all I could say. That, right. uh, that neon green suit was pretty cool. Pick is in. Uh, with the twenty-fourth pick in the twenty-twenty-one NFL redraft, on the behalf of the Pittsburgh Steelers, John selects cornerback Jair Alexander. That's yes, your boy, Jair. That's your boy. Well, arguably uh, the best. Joel L.A. Rams. You think he's so, John? Do you think he's the second best corner? Um, I think he's the first best. I know I took Ramsey before yeah. him because I know a lot of people like Ramsey better. I think he's the best corner in the game. And what Steelers do you say that? are kind of known. Interesting. Uh, you took Ramsey. I, I know I took Ramsey, <laughs> I guess, because I don't know. I, I just think he would fit Washington better. That's the thing. The Steelers, I feel like he would fit Steelers better. I kind of looked, I thought about the teams too, they would fit. So I thought about uh, that too. Is Jackson Mahomes still on the board? <laughs> he comes with Patrick, so I got him. Uh, Damn it. <laughs> All right. 
it's getting again, tougher. It's getting tougher. I'll just say that. You know what? Quarterback, quarterbacks, is. quarterbacks, the most position, most important position on the field, most important position in no my uh, in, in the organization. No I'm way. gonna take the swing. Oh my goodness! Or you make the pick? Would you mm. pick that quarterback over Jair Alexander? <laughs> quarterback's the most important position on the on the team. That's all I'm gonna say. You're saying cornerback, right? There right, we go. Quarterback, we go. quarterback, quarterback. The pick is in. That is true. That is true. With the 25th pick in the 2021 NFL redraft, Joel selects for the LA Rams quarterback Jalen Hurts. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> is this the one where they pan to the fans and they're like, no. <laughs> the Jets fans are pissed. What? Um, Isaiah oh, the Browns. Unless you want to ask him about Hurts. He doesn't go back and forth about Hurts. Hey, quarterback's the most important position on the field. He's a talented guy. I'm just going to take a swing with him, man. I liked what I saw. I love that Rams game. I mean, him and Keller were going up and down the field. Um, I know he's a little small for the position, but he can move. He's a little accurate. He's got to work on his deep ball. I think he just needs a team to believe in him, man. I mean, the guy's been doubted really ever since Alabama after leaving, after getting replaced by Tua. He goes to Oklahoma. And then, you know, obviously the, the, the Eagles, he comes in. They have him do some wildcat receiver shit. And then, you know, they put him in at quarterback. And I thought he played well. Just taking a swing, man. You, you got to take some risks sometimes. And also another thing I love about him is he's on a, he's on a second uh, – he's in a second-round contract for the next three years. So that's pretty cheap. So you can pay some other guys some big money while uh, until he needs to be paid. That also factored into my decision. Pick is in, right. Bob. Isaiah's pick is in with the 26th pick in the 2021 NFL redraft. The Cleveland Browns select offensive tackle Tristan Worsh. Damn. Yeah, there you go. Pick uh, yes, with the Ravens. Yes, sir. Who'd you pick? Ooh. <laughs> Tristan Worsh. <laughs> huh? You get a spell check? I can't believe Jalen Hurd still went that high. I didn't even have him on my board. So, hey, that, yeah, hey, that mean, was the point. I, I saw your board earlier today. That was the point. <laughs> hey, Joel, so is there anybody you want to see? Uh, Jake Tate with the Ravens at 27? Justin, Justin Fields. Interesting. Oh. Interesting, yeah. That is interesting. I don't even have Justin Fields on my board. Holy crap. That's the point, bro. That's a lot of QBs. That's a lot of QBs. I thought we were. I thought we were only doing uh, Lawrence's allowed in this draft, or do we open it up to? Mike didn't know the rule. <laughs> no, because we were talking about no, it. No, that's fair. We I did know. say that. We said only Lawrence. You were grabbing your dinner, Mark. When we were talking about it. Isaiah, we have one pick left. You want to take us? Took a rookie by all means. All right, the pick is in for the Baltimore Ravens <laughs> with the twenty seventh pick in the twenty twenty one NFL redraft. The Baltimore Ravens select. Wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. First receiver off the wow. board. Wow. Too high. Jake, well, yeah, why, why was he the first receiver for you? Mark with the Saints. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, hey, hold on Jake, why, why was he the first What Mark is thinking? <laughs> Whoa. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like DeAndre Hopkins on his team. I mean, Diggs, Jefferson, was Je- Jefferson's younger. DK. DK Metcalf? No, I, I, I saw the, the – Calvin Ridley? I saw the jump. I talked about it earlier in Kyler Murray. I saw the jump in Kyler's game uh, when he came. I just think he meshes really well with a lot of different quarterbacks and players. Uh, I think he's a really like, really like team guy. I think he's one of those guys that you know you always see the fuck it. DeAndre Hopkins is down there somewhere. He's one of those guys. You know what I mean? He's puts a ball, put a ball in his vicinity. He's gonna he's gonna find a way to catch it. And that's what if uh, if I'm taking a 
quarterback in the uh, uh, wide receiver in the first round, I'm probably not going to get the best quarterback in the game. Um, so, you know, I need a big, big target for my younger quarterback that I'm going to draft later on. So, yeah, he's my first receiver off the board, strictly off of his route running and how big of a target he is. I like the pick. I don't hate it. It's not a diss on Jake. He's the fifth receiver on my board. It's not wow. a diss, though. Fifth receiver? It's kind of a yeah, diss. A, that's a, kind of a that's diss. crazy. Five? He's the fifth receiver. I mean, he is good. I mean, he made a good point. I just don't see it. Who do you have? Uh, you know, it's a little under. You guys have uh, Devontae. Devontae's a stud. I, I might draft a receiver right now. So, I don't, I'll give you after. We can talk after. Yeah, yeah, but sure, I'll sure, my, sure. I might yeah. draft a sure, receiver sure. right now. All right. Mark with the Saints. Oh, here we go. I was wondering when this guy was going to go. So, I think I know who it is. With the 28th pick and the 2021 NFL redraft, the New Orleans Saints select edge rusher Khalil Mack. Wow. There we go, Mark. John with the Packers. Yes, sir. There you go, baby. Yeah. Good pick. Good pick, man. I can't believe this guy's going to fall to me. It's another interesting pick. I don't want to pick him, but who's picking 29? Uh, John. John with the Packers. Packers. Everybody on their yeah, last last cool. pick. I have to take this guy. Uh, I have to. I don't like you, but I have to. I think I know who it is. Damn it! With the 29th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, on the behalf of the Green Bay Packers, John Jimenez selects edge rusher Miles Garrett. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go with the go. Bills. There you go. All right, let, let, let's let's be let's be honest. Miles Garrett doesn't make it twenty nine picks, right? I mean, I, I think. No. I mean that that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it is crazy. Was that your I pick? Mean, my, that was no. That was that was going to be mine. Yeah, I wanted to pick him. I wanted to pick him at the Kyler at the J. I'm sorry, the Jalen Hurts spot, but I was like, I'm not going to pick this guy. Fuck this guy. <laughs> Miles. Miles Jalen Hurts over Miles Garrett. Walter Payton, man of the year. Just the riding. Use the helmet as a weapon. Allegedly, couldn't so have apparently to Zay that doesn't matter. Apparently to Zay that doesn't matter. We already have Mason Rudolph is a racist. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Allegedly. Mason Rudolph had it coming. Allegedly. <laughs> hey, hey, do you guys see uh Mason Rudolph's new girlfriend? She's a smoke show. Man, oh man. <laughs> what are we talking about here? You would follow oh, you what do you follow Mason Rudolph on Instagram? <laughs> no, 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 it's oh, not on a uh, bar school. That's random as fuck. Oh no! I'll send you guys a link if you want. Joel with the Bills. I'm good. I'm good. Three more picks. Listen, this whole thing was my idea. I mean, I feel like we we created it at Nimble. Fuck the whole no, age thing with the whole age thing and the whole uh, you know thinking about the future. But nobody circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills, and this guy would look pretty sweet in a Buffalo Bills jersey. And I think the fans would love him. Yeah, like uh, ten guys. My 32 that I haven't gone. Man, wow. I knew it. Some right. wide receivers? A handful. All right, here we go. With the 30th pick in the 2021 NFL redraft, on the behalf of the Buffalo Bills, they select quarterback, GOAT, Tom, Tom Brady. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't agree. Bills, Tom Brady, <laughs> Bill's friends are throwing up. Bill's friends are throwing up. Zay with the Chiefs. Hell yes. <laughs> couldn't do it. Yeah. Well, so he said he wants to play until he's 45. What is that? Three years? Three, four years. years. There you go. 
I'm not. I'm not gonna fucking bet against him not fucking playing a forty-five. Is that yeah, what the I'm not gonna. Yeah. It's crazy that he's, he's won most of, of his chips. He's won most of the chips when he was like, like a baby, and then like on the back end of his career. Remember yeah. they said you could split. His, you could split. You could split his career in two, and he'd probably still be the greatest of all time. Well, remember he lost to Eli in those two couple of years. Yeah. There we go. It's crazy because he won five more after. Well, I'm just saying, you know, Eli is, is cool. Eli is, is Eli on the board? Can we draft Eli? <laughs> Knock yourself out. As long as you don't take Drew Brees before him. It was 2010, maybe. Maybe not even then. Hey, why did Jake and Zay get two extra picks? Honestly, right now, I might take Peyton over Eli. With the no. uh, with the <laughs> fucking with the, over him. <laughs> what? With the this is an outrage. I'm just taking a swing I'll here. Take Taysom Hill over all of them. I'll take Taysom Hill over all of them. <laughs> I take Peyton over Taysom Hill. The pocket knife quarterback. If I needed a fucking 15 yard out on a fucking dime, give me fucking the mayor, Peyton Manning. But here we go. With the 31st pick in the 2021 NFL redraft, on the behalf of the Kansas City Chiefs, Isaiah selects wide receiver DK Metcalf. Oh, nice. Jake with the Super Bowl champion, Bucks with the last pick. Jake, you're on the clock. Dang, there's a lot of options here. Hey man, I mean, this guy just turned twenty-three. Like, I mean, it's it's crazy to think that this guy just turned twenty-three. He's six-four, right? but he doesn't run like it. I mean, he, he's crazy. He's a freak athlete, and and how he wasn't the first receiver off the board is crazy. I mean, he's he, he, um, he always moving. To he's a jump ball end. guy. Go ahead. What I said, he can always move him to defensive end. He looks like a fucking defensive end. Yeah, he can play anywhere. Positionless football is his hand right there. He's a beast. Me. Might be uh, speaking out of my ass here, but it looks like a, a modern day. Might actually Seahawks defensive end. I was literally just thinking that he reminds he me. He does of look like Tio. Yeah, he does. Like a fucking freak. I mean, I just meant his playing style. He's fucking. No, that's what I meant. Yeah, his playing style. He's fucking huge. Without, without the, the addiction, to, without the addiction to painkillers. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Jake with the Bucks. So yeah, edit that out. You're on it. Uh, while we have this break, Mark. T.O. Hall of Famer. Uh, first ballot, no doubt. I think the hall, I think the Hall of Fame committee really needs to set aside their prejudice and you know realize that it's not about locker room, whatever. Like, you know, whatever T.O. did, it's it should be purely based on how the player played, how dominant they were, and they're obviously it's, you know maybe their stats you know somewhat, but you know T.O. Man, when I think about him, dude, that guy's a, he, watching that uh, Giants versus Niners 2002, dude, he Ooh. is. A, Beast. Beast coming that back down from what like three touchdowns? That guy's a yeah. monster. Mark bonus, Mark bonus question is Pete. Mark bonus question is Pete Rose a Hall of Famer? Fuck without yeah, a doubt. of course, without a doubt. <laughs> it's not like a bigger hey, Rose and T.O. Come on, man. Guy, hey. everyone's got to get wrong. their everyone's got to get their parlays in, man. Come on, we, come on. <laughs> yeah, right. right. You bet on this team to win. Exactly. <laughs> What's the problem with that? Peter Lafleur did it. Why can't he? <laughs> Great point. Never thought about it that way. Shout out, to Steve the, shout out to Steve the Pirate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. With the last pick, with the 32nd pick in the 2021 NFL redraft, on the behalf of the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Jake selects wide receiver Justin Jefferson. Yeah, there we go. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, so, you guys want to talk about yeah. guys uh, 
uh, maybe we didn't uh, pick. Guys, we didn't. Can I, th- can, I throw, can I throw some names at you guys and maybe just whatever you guys think? Yeah. 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 Okay, so uh, there's a couple guys that I had in my mind. I don't know, maybe like a Stafford or – I like – I really like Zach Wilson. I had him in my top ten. You know, yeah, he didn't even I like go. Zach Wilson. What about uh, the other Bosa? What about Bobby Wagner? <laughs> Kelsey, Evans, Shaq Barrett, Tyreek. Uh, yeah, we Kamara. Only one lineman. Ooh, Kamara's yeah. a good I one. I Kamara – my boy Darren Tomorrow. Waller, maybe get making him some love. I, don't know. I was thinking Waller too. Uh, I think uh, definitely Saquon Barkley. Right. Zach Wilson now. Yeah, Saquon. 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 Def- yeah. Stephon Diggs. Off of the injury is tough, but Stephon. OB- yeah. OBJ. <laughs> <laughs> I had OBJ. I had OBJ on my list. Don't laugh. Did you really? Uh, Where? Stephon, I did. What number? I had him at forty. <laughs> would you take? Would you my take rest- him over? Like a Tyreek, Devontae, Mike I Evans? Would, I would take him over Hopkins. Michael Thomas. Whoa. Oh, a re- a re- receiver, oh, wow. yeah, Michael Thomas. Wow. AJ Brown? I, I totally forgot I had, about I had Michael DK Metcalf as my number one wide receiver. Me yep. too. DK number one, yeah. Justin Jefferson number two. I had uh, Devontae yes. Adams number two. What did you guys think of the Tom Brady thing? Like I said, I mean, he says he wants to play to his 45. I believe Bob's what he's forty-two. Maybe we can check that real quick. Yeah, let me get a I little, mean, I mean, little research on this. Yeah, if we're doing a snake picked. draft, that's a great pick because you can pick yeah. like this Tom Brady late. Yeah, you're doing a snake draft. It's great. Yeah, as pick. long as you drop the Brady late and, and great weapons, and sure. As of right now, he's forty-three in August. He'll be forty-four. Yeah, so if it's a snake draft, what was it? Twenty? Was it twenty-nine? Yes, or thirty? Mm-hmm. Yeah, thirty. I think it was the thirtieth pick. Yeah, it's, it's a good. I, I still don't. I'm still shocked. Jalen Hurts with number what twenty five. Twenty five. That's crazy. I can't believe that. What do you guys? Uh, what do you guys think about? It's not. It's not a. It's not a diss or anything. I. I just don't know how you pick them that high. What do you, What do you guys think about some quarterbacks that didn't go? I know, like obviously, we talk about the quarterback being the most important position. What about like a Zach Wilson, a Stafford, a Tannehill, Derek um, Carr? Um, no. Carr. No, I, I wrote I Kirk Cousins pick- down too. I wrote Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, too, but I some of those guys. Any of those guys intrigue you guys? Um, it gets to the point. Not it got to the point all. where like nobody went, nobody went quarterback. So like at that point, when no one was drafting quarterbacks, it was just like, all right, well they're gonna be there next. Hey, round. Dak fell. Dak fell because the fall off of quarterbacks, Dak man. The quarterback, the fall of quarterbacks. Yeah, I had Dak on number nine on my board, and he fell. What? What was he picked? I think Joel 20? picked what 20? 20? Yeah. yeah. 20. Dak Prescott yeah. 20. That's crazy to me. If you guys had to choose who's the next quarterback taken. Uh Daniel, Stafford, Carr, Zach Wilson. Fields. Stafford. Yeah. Fields, Fields. Yeah, Fields yeah. too. Stafford. Yeah, Fields, Wilson. If we're calling Jason them, Hill. then yeah, maybe Fields. I didn't know we were so, uh, just, just some food for thought. Wilson I, I, on myself. Just, just just some food for thought. I wrote down actually just three. I did a top three coaches list. Oh yeah. yeah. I was gonna wonder yeah, if I might throw on coaches there yeah. too. Yeah, maybe, maybe uh, I'll give I'll just give you mine real quick. You guys can stay. I had uh at number three, I had Frank Wright. I like the uh, oh, I like huge. what he does with the talent there. I like what he does with the talent there. Yes, um I like what he did obviously in Philly winning the Super Bowl and everything. And two, I know this guy's been uh, hammered a lot lately for some of his decisions, but he's a winner. I mean, look at his record. I like Frank, uh, Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. Holy and shit. There you one's, go. A, one's a pretty obvious choice. Uh, and Sean McVay, the young genius yeah. that he is. Uh, no like Shanahan. Wow. No I didn't Belichick? have Shanahan. No, I didn't. I no didn't go? Have Shanahan. Yeah, no Tell, Belichick Shanahan. Hey, we're looking down the no line. Reed. Man. No Andy Reid. Oh, this is down the line. Andy Reed. Mm. 
I, I thought you meant like right. just overall. You're looking no, down no, on no, no, it's, no, it's, it's it's same uh, same scenario. No, okay. I just I, I mean Nick Saban. He was close there. He was close there. <laughs> Urban uh, Meyer. Urban? What about Coach McVay? As long as he doesn't bring his strength and conditioning coach. Hey. <laughs> Isaiah, do you have any comment on that? On uh, the Urban Meyer? Any comment? Well, I, just, just my list in general. I don't even, I don't even know. Oh, um, I want to strength coach. I was talking about the strength snubbed. coach, but. I think Shanahan got snubbed pretty hard from that. And uh, I'm glad you mean UC Ida on Frank Reich, though. I think Frank Reich's a great well. coach, and I'm glad he's getting some recognition. So you would, take the, you would take the floor out of the top three? I'd take Frank Reich out of the as top As long three. as Jared Goff is the quarterback, then you can have Sean McVay. As long as Jared yeah, Goff is the quarterback, then you can have Sean McVay. Monkey could take the Packers to the playoffs. Uh, McVay, Shanahan, the uh, floor. I don't, know, I don't know about all that. Where was uh, did you guys even have Calvin Ridley on your board? I want to know because as a Falcons fan, did you guys have Calvin Ridley on your board? Uh, no, I feel like if he would be broken oh, down and just a receiver draft, he'd go like top 10, maybe even top five, but no, yeah, I'd have a top. I feel like there's a bunch of like no brainers that we left out that I think would go ahead, like Evans, the Hills, the Devontae. I, I, I mean, I think I, what about, I think I what about Kelsey? I didn't pick was all, Travis Kelsey? Kelsey, 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 even. Kelsey on it once. Yeah. Scotty Miller, anybody? <laughs> and Antonio Whitfield Jr., anybody? <laughs> anybody consider Waller? He's a fucking I had Waller. Star. I had Waller, but he was late. And that was like, I had, that was if he was like younger. Rounds, if, if, if he was younger. For sure. When I went, we all, when I went D hop, I was. Uh, he was my number D-hop three. He was my number three tight end at Kittle, Kelsey, and then Waller. I don't know. There's no way. Was did no you guys way. have a? Did you guys have Wagner? I know we took other linebackers, but I had yeah Wagner. Yeah. I had His Wagner. Age. Sure. Yeah, but I had a couple people. I had Buckner over him. I had. I had who else? Did I had over him. Yeah, no safety. Buda Baker. No Buda Baker. Oh, okay. Well, if you can do Buda Baker, do Jamal Adams. Somebody say Jamal Adams. I I had Jamal Adams too, but he, he was he's kind of yeah, no safeties. I have him over. No safeties. Yeah. Hey, Dalvin Cook. I Jonathan Jonathan have, Taylor. I didn't have him on board. I had Taylor. I had Taylor on my list. Taylor was thirty-five. He's my first running back. Your what? first running back? Um, yeah, he's over a rookie. Kamara? Yeah, he's a rookie. I mean, CMC's I like only 24. Yeah, over CMC, I forgot. Injury yeah, history. First. And his brother fucking transferred to Nebraska, so I ain't taking him. Yeah, I was going to say. Dude. All right. First, so first it seemed like, uh, I, think our, I think our list, just looking at it, um, looking at it in its full form, it seemed like, we definitely valued like how I think the NFL values players. Like it seems like obviously we value the quarterback, value some cornerbacks, value the edge rushers. So I think our list was very reflective. I think it's a pretty realistic list, pretty legitimate list. If you ask me, um, do you guys have any final thoughts or anything? Maybe, or where do you guys want to go with this? That's uh, one question. If I didn't take a lineman, I'm, I mean, I'm probably assuming no one else would have taken a lineman, right? I think no. I was the only person to take a lineman. No, I didn't have a lineman on my top 40. Uh, that's very disrespectful. Did, did you guys watch the Super Bowl, or did, did you watch? Did you watch uh, the Super Bowl, or? Um, well, did you just I also, not how important they are. Or? It's a good point. I had some linemen, it, it's but like, no, 
but nobody else was picking linemen, so I, I decided no. Yeah. I think I think he's gonna be safe for the second round. So like well, nobody's picking linemen. Go back linemen, and so in the, uh, the Super Bowl and then talk to me. I think I would have took Becton first, though. I heard he was pretty good this year. Every time that they, they rave so, about him. For what it's worth, uh, worth I'm not sure if this, I'm not sure if this means anything, but uh, in ESPN's uh, fantasy draft that they did before this season, number six they had Ronnie Stanley. And really? then let me see if they have any isn't that the list where they had Jalen Hurts like number eight or something? I mean, oh, this uh, is last year. Carson, Carson Wentz. I mean, they had Carson Wentz eleven, and then Drew oh, Lock. Drew Lock fifteen. Invalid. Invalid. Drew Lock was what? Uh, See, when I think you, you go lineman, when we talk about lineman, I think you would want to draft a center first. But I could be wrong. No. I, or, why would you not want to drive drive draft your? If, I'm, if I'm drafting lineman, I'd draft Quentin Nelson first. Reliable, tough. I, I was thinking about that. Tristan Wirfman just turned 22. He's 6'5". He gave up once. I'd probably draft Quentin Nelson, kick him out to left. World champion. Uh, I mean, that's a four-year difference. And I guess I just, see it I just see it differently. I mean, people look at Dolphins line differently. I see it. You want to get a center to, like, call out the shots, like, for your linebacker. Oh, so yeah, that's oh, a quarterback of the line. Maybe like an yeah. Alex Mack type. I was thinking that, but he's Robbie not old, so that's why I didn't. I would, him. but there's not a lot of good centers. That's yeah, why. that's the thing too. Yeah, there's not a lot of good centers. I saw. Yeah, I don't know how old he is. Corey Lindsley, I think he played for the Packers. Yeah. I don't yeah, know how old Packers. he is. Mm. Yeah, definitely. AQ Shipley. Hey, uh, Ryan Who? Jensen. Yeah, who's the wait, who's Jensen, that guy that yeah. played for like three different teams in the playoffs? Jared Valdir. Yeah, Valdir. Back in his prime with Snooski, Red Bulls. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Where was Tyreek Hill on everyone's list? I thought he was going to go higher. I thought he was going to selected. But he was my third receiver. So after he would just, Justin Jefferson, it was him. If he would just stay at the facility and not go home to his kids, I probably would have drafted him. But who knows what's going <laughs> to happen? Yeah, definitely have to edit that one. One time. Uh, Allegedly. <laughs> People change. Hey, Zay, where did you have uh, Miles Jack? Was there any possibility you would select Miles Jack or no? Me? If it was an yeah. all Jags, if it was an all Jags draft, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still wouldn't be picked. Or who um, would you pick, Josh Allen or Miles Jack? Who would it be picked? Uh, uh, I'd take, take Josh Allen. I'd take Josh Allen. If we, if, I'd take Josh Allen, if, too. If we were even doing an all defensive draft, maybe Miles Jack, but I don't think so. He'd probably be like my fifth or fourth linebacker on my board. Chenault or DJ Chark? Oh, give me Lavish. Lavish. LaVisca Chenault? That's his name, Lavish, yeah. Mark, who would you who who would you pick? Would you pick Fred Warner or Nick Bosa first? Ooh. I think they almost went back to back. They went pretty close. Yeah, yeah, they went 14 and uh, yeah. Um I yeah, I'd probably pick Warner because I think you need someone to command the defense. I, I and yeah, Bosa is a really nice uh you know flashy pick, but I don't I don't think he's gonna command the defense like a Fred Warner does, would. Does his injury history have to do anything with that, or are you not even thinking about injury history? I'm not even thinking about injury history, dude. What I will give credit to Bosa, dude. He he transformed that defensive line from kind of like average to freaking oh yeah. my gosh, but definitely. Oh, I mean, yeah. if, if the Texans came calling, you'd give up. Uh, you'd give up both oh. for Warner. Well, you got both of them on our team. I don't have to give up anybody. I'm keeping them both for a long time. For Watson, something. For, for Watson, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm what did they say? Both for Watson, straight up. Uh, 
No. Uh, what was Watson on your guys' board? I'm surprised. All right, boys, boys. This, this, I mean, this I is jumping him. off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a Last question. What was offer. Watson on your guys' board? I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of interested. That's why four. he went up to me at four? Really? Four? I, four. I had Watson yeah. too. I, I, I had Watson too. I, I would have put him too. I had him too, also. Dude, he, he's been tearing it up for three, four years. Even after he got, and he's even after you guys talk about ACL injury for Joe Burrow. I mean, look at Deshaun Watson. That's true. I had him three. We're good. What do you guys want to go anywhere else? Yeah, with this? I think we're good. No, I think we're good. We should I'm do good. NBA soon. NBA. Yeah, yeah. Maybe after. Maybe yeah. Maybe like before the playoffs or something. Let's do it. 